Hello, I am Daniel Bloodworth. We are Easy Allies, and this is the Easy Allies podcast. This week, I am joined by the master of hype, Michael Huber. Yo! The harbinger of hit detection, Michael Damiani. I just realized I didn't write it down a bet. Uh oh. Think about it right now. I don't remember what the bet was either. You'll have to message me because <laughs> I'll, there's. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll I think you guys lost you. me. Damiani, I think you guys lost me in the tech difficulties. Right. <laughs> I'll I slack so. it to you, Damiani. Okay. Uh, and that uh, over there in the control room, the Maven of Mist, Isla Hink. <laughs> Thanks, Blood. Loved it. Uh, and then uh, cranking those Momodora wheels by <laughs> <laughs> Don Casanova. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Gabby's jacked in, monitoring all the feeds. She's back there somewhere. Jacked in like the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends, this is the, the first week of the new Easy Allies podcast. Uh, Isla held it down last week. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Great job over there. Uh, so we're not going to just go over headlines now. We're also going to talk about different games, do Sweet. impressions and stuff. We did a little bit of that in the past few months, but a little bit more intentionally now, mm. uh, looking for stuff uh, that we're going to want to talk about each week. Uh, so if you've been a fan of Frame Trap, you'll know what to expect. Uh, and then, you know, some of them will be recent releases. Some of them will be previews. Some of them will just be like whatever we're playing on our backlogs right now. It'll it'll change week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're still going to talk about the news. We're still going to have sales reports. Yes. Still going to have quarterly updates, all this fun stuff. Um, and uh, there are going to be changes, though. So here, a little thing shift, a little thing there. Some things is going away. Some things are staying the same. Mm-hmm. I'll probably keep tinkering the next couple of weeks as, as we uh, get comfortable with things. Blood in the lab. Right up front. Corrections are gone. What? what? No corrections. What? what? They're gone. What? What? You can leave them. Put what? them in the comments if you like. We're not gonna. We're not gonna put them on this podcast what? anymore. <laughs> Blood Don likes this idea, so you know it's crazy. <laughs> that oh, hurts. God, that hurts me. Um, also, from time to time, I'm not gonna be in this seat. Hubie will be in this seat. Oh. Isla will be in this seat sometimes. Oh, Might yeah. get Don to do it. I don't know. We'll see. Maniac Don. <laughs> he just <laughs> gasped and said the singularity for the some singularity. reason. So, yeah. So, be fun things. Boy. Fun changes. Yo, when I host, corrections. Yeah. Me Look too. Out. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Yep. yep. All corrections. Yep. All save up corrections. everything right we do top. wrong, and that'll be the whole episode. <laughs> yep. Uh, in any case, it's time to get on with the show, uh, but before we get started, we must answer the wrong question. What? What is your most anticipated game of 1994? What? <laughs> I got I got some some uh, some of the heavy hitters here. Okay. Uh, let me pull it up. Uh, that year, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 came out. XCOM came out. Super Metroid came out, Final Fantasy VI came out, TIE Fighter, Earthworm Jim, Earthbound, Need for Speed, Sick. Mortal Kombat 2 uh, came out, I think, on uh, home consoles. I'm not sure about the arcade, 100%. Yeah. System Shock, Sick. Uh, Doom 2, Sonic and Knuckles, Killer Instinct, Yo, I refuse. Warcraft, Donkey Kong Country, uh, Tekken, Kingsfield, 
Marathon Heretic. So yeah, there's some 94 Heretic, games. Okay. So Shit. think back. When I you know. were 94, what was your most oh, anticipated? Wait. Is it when... When it was, yeah, is it retrospect or is it like little eight year old yeah. us in 1993? If you can remember retrospect, then go retrospect. But if you can't, then think what you, you might imagine it would I be. Damiani's itching. Damiani's ready. Yeah, it was Donkey Kong Country for me. I got that Nintendo Power tape and was like watching that thing constantly. I was just ready for that game to come out. It looked so sick. Mm -hmm. so I just remember as a kid being like, yes, let's go. Wanted that game so badly and it didn't disappoint when it dropped. Hell yeah. Uh, as much as I want to say Doom 2, because that's right there for sure. We even had like the joystick mm. to play it. Uh, it's Mortal Kombat 2 for sure. My, uh, for years, I always tell stories about my brother and I just playing that thing. We had the, had the fight stick for Sega Genesis. It's the reason I got a Genesis. Well, MK1 was the reason I got a Genesis over Super Nintendo. Uh, and my brother and I were just obsessed doing all the little, like, all the little secrets of like uh, 99 wins in a row with one of the people, you know, we would just like plug in two controllers and get like wins on the other one and then you would unlock Pong. Just like, hell yeah. Nice. So, Mortal Kombat 2, no doubt. Mine probably would have, I'm thinking back, I'm trying to be fair to my past self, eight years old, you know, and didn't have the internet, so there was no way to like know about these things other than seeing them at the store where the computer guys like got something and you're like, whoa. So I think it probably would have been Wing Commander 3 or Heretic. Nice. I remember really loving both of those and Doom 2 uh, from from now perspective. But I was big into Wing Commander and Heretic. So probably one of those. Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy because that year, like like you were saying, like Mortal Kombat 2 was there and then freaking Super Metroid and Final mm -hmm. Fantasy 6 both but I, I gotta I gotta be like right alongside Damiani's that the hype for Donkey Kong Country was just <laughs> insane it just with the pre-rendered graphics it's like yeah. nothing looked like it's that it's insane it was just crazy mm -hmm. yeah and the videotape showing the treehouse and behind the scenes and everything else so yeah Dude, wow. what year did Border Brun's Treehouse come out? That game ripped. <laughs> or Spider-Man Animation Creator. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> nice. What about Don and Gabby? I want to hear this. Yeah, anything they Don want to throw Don and Gabby, in? what would your 94... She was one. <laughs> um, God damn. <laughs> You're just talking across the room. Right yeah, now. Nobody I, can hear that. I don't think it's Super Metroid. I heard it. Super Metroid. It's hard to believe Tekken came out in that same year because Tekken was the same before Tekken out the early days of PlayStation. Don't know if audio listeners can hear any of that. Tekken. He, he says Tekken. But Tekken that year, too. He yeah. says Tekken. Sick. <laughs> Good picks. Spider Man Movie Maker was 95, so. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Uh, let's get into some topics. Uh, first up. Making headlines today, even though it's ridiculous. We, we got to talk about it because everyone's talking about it. Hmm. Uh, Switch 2 in September? No. Uh, in a press release today, Altic Lansing announced that they are reviving the GameShark brand with an AI-based successor called AI Shark. They then went on to say, quote, The official launch is planned to coincide with the Nintendo Switch 2 in September 2024. They then obviously got a bunch of press 
questions. Nintendo's like, what, what? the hell? Yeah, What's Nintendo fired up the sniper squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Laser sights. Yeah. Uh, digital trends caught up with them, and, uh, and they said that... Uh, yeah, they backtracked on the September release month, but confirmed that a tentative launch for the platform is, quote, fall 2024 Whoa. now. Uh, it adds that Nintendo has not officially set the launch date yet, but does not deny the existence of the device Sketchy. or the fact that it's said to launch this year. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I think it was Totillo or somebody that was like, yeah, they were just guessing. It's <laughs> so funny. Uh, shout out to Game Shark. What's old is new again. I love this nostalgia oh, yeah. play here. Sort of. Sort of. Dude, Game Shark was. I have very fond memories of Game Shark. Yeah, but you want to know what this is? This is weird. It's some like AI shit you said? Yeah. Yeah. AI Shark. Um, yeah, that's freaking weird. Unlike traditional cheat tools that manipulate hardware, load mods, uh, and cheat codes, AI Shark focuses on aiding individuals and improving their gameplay over time. That's weird. Supposedly, it's going to give you hints and assistance that, quote, keep up with fast-paced competitive gaming. This seems sketchy for, yeah. like, yeah. PvP stuff. It seems really sketchy. Yeah, I was, I was just saying Game yeah. Shark back in the day, single-player games. I just One of my favorite memories of my life is... Using it in creative ways. So Game Shark had a thing where you could walk through doors in Goldeneye. And mm. if you put that on in facility, you had access to the entire map that it was unavailable in multiplayer, in multiplayer yeah. otherwise. Period. So you could walk through that door at the end. And then you would have the big, like, for England James, like, boiler room area. <laughs> you could go up there and, like, snipe down. It was so fun. So cool. So yeah. Also, memories. they say it's uh, console agnostic and adaptable to various gaming peripherals, including gaming keyboards, headphones, and mice. So I have no idea <laughs> what this thing is. I hear AI and I get nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. For it's sure. like, and then, yeah, how are they giving, where, where are they sourcing these tips? Are they just yeah. like ripping off IGN guides and game facts or? Yeah. Like, what? What, what is you, happening? What do you say, Damiani? What do you say about this? Yeah. They're bullshitting just to get attention. Because mm -hmm. they needed to say something to get people to care about it. Also, I bet this like product turns out to be just a, uh, you know, doesn't work as advertised. Mm -hmm. I look forward to <laughs> you know some of those YouTube content creator like documentaries on like the scam of this or whatever it's gonna be. But you know, alleged. You know, gotta be careful here. You can't call it it. It's not even out yet. But I yeah, like I don't know. You don't you don't do that. Like they like sure. I, they 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 got press, but I I wonder what's gonna go on behind the scenes with Nintendo like on the their lawyers on the phone like what the fuck yeah like, <laughs> yeah you yeah what yeah yeah like lawyers are on the plane and landing like in Vegas like <laughs> the minute that press yeah. release like they're already local they're like have them in like every city oh, in the yeah. U.S. and like dispatch them to CES now yeah. <laughs> well Damiani did you see the other nonsense thing at CES the like hologram Mario thing with the like messed up lips dude that was disturbing like dude, Nintendo ninjas and lawyers are all like they're on the, the earpieces right now just like all day today they're just like alright go to this booth or booth 12C over here and then like where, where, where's the AI shark booth over there alright like Squads move out. <laughs> oh goodness! I don't know if we want to show this. Find thing. them and destroy them. Illegal Mario, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We, we might get in trouble for it. I don't know. Um, don't mess with Nintendo. 
But what the about M is like off center too? It looks like yeah, it's no, bothering it's, well, it's because it's a hologram, so it's like three D. <laughs> God, yeah, but it's 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 creep show. It's real, like Five Nights at Freddy's. Dead eyes for yeah. sure. Yeah, dead eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chat, what do you think about Zorglin? Chat said cheat GPT, and I think that's very funny. <laughs> Instead of chat. GPT. <laughs> what do you think about September though, Damiani? Is it even worth like saying the likelihood because it's just like if they're guessing, it's anyone's guess, really. September yeah, is such an easy I mean, guess for it. If you think it's yeah, they're just guessing. Yeah. I mean, most like most people would bet on you know Q late Q three like start of Q four. So like that's September, October, November yeah. range probably most likely. But yeah, they're just they're just they're straight up just guessing. This is they. I mean, and because if, if they do they and they put it public, they're like they're getting sued into oblivion. So I mean, they there's no way. You know the answer, and you say that like, no, <laughs> your company is done before it even begins. So they're just, they're just, they watch a lot of YouTube well, videos. Company, they watch a lot yeah. of Nintendo creators. Yeah, yeah, they watch a lot of non- Nintendo content creators, and like, oh, probably September. Put it in the press release, you know, and then we'll retract it later. Don't worry, we'll be okay because <laughs> so we really nice. don't know. It's fine, and everyone will talk about us. Bet even bad publicity is good publicity. Don't worry. Here we are talking about it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we've forgotten like tomorrow though, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Damiani, uh, you got to. Uh, oh, come on. Battery. This thing's battery's running low. <laughs> battery, yo. Did you, you plug got it to in? Battery. Chaos. It appears to be plugged in. Don's coming to help out. It looks. Okay, thanks. Uh, Damiani, you just uh, reviewed uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, and uh, yeah, not just you, but everyone is talking about how great this game is. Mm-hmm. Um, only only one weird thing popped up. Some NPC got missed. I don't know if you saw yeah, the I was going to bring that up. Yeah. So yeah, like in the review build, apparently this NPC doesn't have VO at all. But on launch day patch, they patched it with text-to-speech. And they said they're gonna, or it has text to speech. So they're like, we're gonna patch it later. We forgot to record the VO for that one character. So rather than leave it silent, yeah, let rather than leave it silent, like in the review build, they're like, we'll give it text to speech. I'm like, just leave it silent leave then. It like silent. what? Yeah. yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. So, just weird. seems like an oversight, weird, weird mistake. But otherwise, yeah. But in the current environment, I do think like you know, the AI. Replacing, you know, voice actors potentially like that, you know, that that threat that people mm-hmm. are worried about. It doesn't, you know, just a little bit of like a fumble there. It's not like that big of a deal, honestly, because they said they are going to put an actual person's VO. It's just kind of, you know, both amusing, but also a little like, you know, that nervous chuckle like, ha, 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 that's funny. Uh, uh, my, n- next time around, that might actually be like what they're, they're testing the waters there to see how like angry people are getting and stuff, you know. Totally. I don't think so. I think it was just a complete production oversight somehow. But I mean, yeah, yeah for this, but Ubisoft's probably one of the companies will probably brace AI voice out oh, first. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But uh yeah, talk about this game though. Prince of Persia going back to two D, going to Metroidvania style, and by all accounts it seems to be working out really well for them. Yeah, this is uh, a kind of like a reinvention of Prince of Persia. This game uh, is definitely very good. 
And there was a lot of concern that we might not ever see another Prince of Persia game because it had been, I had to like look it up because I kept thinking it was like 2013, 2015, it was like 2008, 2009 was that Prince yeah. of Persia, like the like that really reboot. awesome art style one reboot. It was like 15, 16 years ago. There's so some mobile wild. game in the 2010s then like whatever. And it was, it was just like a, a new version of an older one anyway. And then we heard about Sands of Time getting the remake and we were so close to it. And they're like, ah, it's not good. We're, you know, and they went to like, you know, it's in development hell right now. And so Assassin's Creed went on to become like the spiritual successor to Prince of Persia, taking those concepts, evolving them into a more open world environment. So was there really even a place for, Prince of Persia other than like remakes and remasters and here you go not every game needs to be a triple a you know 3d open world you know extravaganza and <laughs> Metroidvania's yeah extravaganza. <laughs> Metroidvania's are a really good genre to try your hand at uh, and I think it's not just because it's random I do think there are a lot of elements that crossed over to this really nicely oh yeah and these the developers for this game clearly played a lot of like the best in the business when it comes to Metroidvanias because they they were clearly borrowing a lot of good ideas but also working in a lot of like the Prince Persia DNA of any Metroidvania I think this has like the best platforming sequences some of the most intense platforming sequences hmm. um maybe the one bonus area in hollow knight the cathedral area if you're talking you know Yo, what i'm you talking want, about you know, we're talking about movement yeah. dude guacamelee 2 dude best movement have you oh, played that oh oh movement wise movement. yeah like maybe there's games that have like a little bit like better feeling movement yes. i'm talking about like the challenge of platforming like this oh, has oh, some oh. very challenging platforming segments a lot of it some of it's optional too but they put some nice challenges forth I would say like the sec the like the chapel cathedral part in Hollow Knight is probably a little bit more frustrating. Like it definitely mm -hmm. doesn't get that hard. But that's the thing. This game is all about what are you comfortable with in terms of difficulty. I was gonna say, are there difficulties, Damiani? Dude, this game was made for you in terms of different. Like they listened <laughs> to Michael Huber. They listened to the Michael Huber rants on difficulty. Like that. All right. All right, Michael Huber, here you go. <laughs> Four presets unlocked from beginning. And you know what? You don't Unlock like any of those? Perfect. Go into every single one and tweak every setting you want. I change enemy health. Change enemy damage. Change your damage output. Change the parry and dodge windows. So fully change like how much. Yeah, it's like insane. That's it's sick. really nice to have. So like Is me, I wanted like, okay. One? No. But you can make something harder than the harder, dif hardest difficulty, I guess. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, with the custom do... stuff, you can slide everything. It's like Draconi. It, you could, uh, what is it called uh, in Dragon Quest? Yeah, the um, Draconian modifiers. Yeah, modifier. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of like that to an extent. Sick. And that's really good. But also, they have some things I would more classify as like accessibility. Um, like they have a platforming assist, which is literally those some of those like more challenging platforming segments. They'll just put a warp portal there. Just warp across. You don't have to do this if you don't want to. So like whatever, like maybe you like the combat, maybe you like the boss battles, but you're like, D I don't like the platform. I'm not a platform player. And in Metroidvania, it's like, I really am not, like some of the ones I like, maybe I don't do that a lot. You can just skip that. There's like aim assist. Like in this game, there's a lot of dodging, backflipping, sliding under people. And I could see a lot of people might 
whiff attacks by attacking in the wrong direction. So it just always faces you towards the enemy when you're attacking. So you don't have to ever worry about like, whoops, I hit the attack button. So they thought of a good amount. It's not like everything, but it is pretty good. And like so much credit for that because I think that allows so many different people to enjoy this game, whether they want it to be like a breeze they want it to like feel like it's enough challenge, or if you want to go like really ridiculous, you can go really ridiculous with this game. So yes, Huber, difficulty. Yes. This is like Crank. right up your alley in terms Heck of those. Yeah, yeah and the optional stuff's sure. even harder, like way harder than the the main stuff. Oh, so stuff. There, yeah, there's a, there was like a platforming room which like felt like a Resident <laughs> Evil death trap room. <laughs> Yo. Oh, like because they kept sending like they kept sending like spikes and shit at me and they kept like doing you know the laser in the movie where it fakes yeah. it out Hell like yeah. it does that shit because it like, gives you the pattern like oh I know this then it like reverses it the last second like mother what the hell I was like come on and you got to do it all over again I'm like oh come on come on yeah there, there's some, the, and there's some cooler stuff than that, yeah. One of the most important things for me, well, there's a bunch of important things with Metroidvanias, but one of the most important things, the upgrades. How do those feel oh. to get? Dude, everything is upgradable in this game, Huber. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can go, there are a bunch of different NPCs. There are hidden NPCs that sell you stuff. Oh, um, oh, and there's yeah. multiple currencies. So the the currencies are all used to upgrade. Uh, yeah. The basic ones like time crystals. You go to an NPC, um, the main one in the hub area, she can give you like increased healing potion count. So you can have like plus one, plus two, I think goes up to a few higher than that. You can increase their potency. Then there are new amulets you can buy. These are like equipable accessories. Hollow Knight, it's Hollow Knight badges. It's literally yeah, Hollow Knight yeah, badges. Sure. And they give you all those effects. And you can't equip enough, so like you got to like mix and match with those. Love that. You can enhance those multiple times at a blacksmith. Nice. And the first time, it's just paying with that first currency. But then you need these other coins eventually that are like rewards hidden throughout like the the environments like either secret corner or doing like a hit like a side quest something like that mm-hmm. and then you need those to come back to spend to upgrade that then your weapons your swords you can upgrade those multiple times but you need this like precious like material for it that are really hard to find so Same it feels with your bow really and arrow good that you get. all that stuff yeah and like as i said huber for most of the game i was like economy, economy. Uh, i don't have enough for everything like what do i want oh, to upgrade yeah. so you gotta choose what I was most that. important I love that so much. and because i played the preview build i knew what to start with i went in like with healing and the sword upgrades mm-hmm. and i think it paid off very nicely for me fundamentals um, but usually you, good way to go yeah but i think in the amulets the amulets it's a big deal because like one of them is like uh you, the the first one gets like a extra health bar and it's like you upgrade it multiple times it gives you like three or four or something when you like fully upgrade it on top of like they're like heart container system in this game they're called like like soma pedals four of them gives you like another one is permanent one and then some bosses just drop a like a full one as well so if you know that and you're like well maybe i don't need that health thing maybe i want something that does like increases my melee damage or i take less damage and you buff those up and man and some of them are like environmental take less damage from environmentals uh damage um like reduction to like elemental stuff. Like you can get shocked, you can get burned, you can get poisoned. And right. some zones, like there's a sewer zone where it's like you're gonna get like Sewers. it's tox- toxic sludge <laughs> paradise, Huber. Everywhere there's toxic <laughs> sludge. And all of it puts a poison <laughs> dot on you. So <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So you might want to consider switching out your uh, amulet then for uh, Speed run something with a little bit bigger poison. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think they will want you to try that and you run into stuff um, 
It, yeah. But that's the thing, Huber. The other thing besides economy, enemy variety. Yeah. This yeah, even game from the, even from might the demo, not have we the, encountered so many different enemies. Yes. It might not have the most enemy designs of any similar game, but the fact that their attack patterns are so different and varied, mm. and the fact that they push, they like each new zone, you encounter stuff, and it's like what, like this, they're they're, some, they're just weird to see the first time. Yeah. So you just get like wrecked by one. You like beat a hard boss, go to a new zone. What's this dude like doing? Like delayed attacks and like jumping through the air, and That's then they're so like cool, flying dude. enemies at the point. Yeah. They really throw That's you so cool for a loop a lot, lot of the times, of, yeah. A lot of Metroidvanias, you can get through so many, like, trash mobs just the same way. So it's really cool if you actually have to adapt, like, all the time to these different enemies. Yeah, on, on like, first run-ins for most of them, you're going to be dealing it and, like, backtracking for a little bit. Eventually, I think you get... You'll get powerful enough that in some of the uh, starter out. zone areas, got it, got it. you're going to be able to wreck them. They, they won't be able to put up as much a fight. And plus, you have those special attacks. Um, I was playing the demo today, and they give you a full, few abilities you don't have right at the beginning of the game. Okay, and yeah. one of them is this, like, this cross slash that goes across the screen and knocks back enemies. There were like two tougher enemies, and like it basically one shot them. Like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know if like that was its default power, but <laughs> there are if you save and stack up your stuff, you really can like just annihilate something. And some of these special attacks are they're like it's very cinematic, very over the top. Like the the one one of them that he does is like just like looks like a nuclear bomb goes off or something. It's like insane. It's like <laughs> it's a giant explosion. Awesome. It's insane. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah, Damiani. I'm so hyped, dude. Um, yeah, did you... Huber, did you hear about this thing with the uh, the pin system, the screenshot thing for places you can't go yet? No. It's really freaking sweet. Damiani, ex explain how that thing works. So, you know in a Metroidvania where you come across something and you're like, crap, I can't do that yet. I can't yeah. go down that path or I can't reach that item? Yeah. So usually you can just like put down like a marker. Yeah. And like, like even Hollow Knight. I, I use them a lot. I, I used them a lot in so, Blossomous 2 and I played that last year. You have normal markers. There's a normal marker system. You have like 100 markers in place. But then there are these things called visions hmm. or something visions. You start with 20 of them. When you leave those, it's like a brighter icon on the map. And when you mouse over and click it it shows you a screenshot of that immediate like sh like that that room so you can be like oh it's that so you're not like why did i leave that marker there i have no, like, I like and, you know okay. so it gives you a little bit more context so it helps out a lot that's pretty sweet it definitely helped out a yeah. lot <laughs> blasphemous 2 has like different icons so like i'd put like a treasure chest yeah. if i couldn't get it or like a to hard enemy like a skull if it was like a hard enemy but actually like because even then like even with that symbol, I'd be like, wait, what? There was a chest there? Like, did the power I just get make me able to get the that's treasure chest? Right. Let me go see and like, oh, no, it was something different. Like, yeah, so that's pretty awesome. That's what this <laughs> deals with. And then, yes, that's exactly what I used it for. Is like, I know it's one of these. Let me look at the photos. Okay, that's clearly I need that power there. I'm going back. That's sweet. Um, and yeah, the, dude, the powers in this game. Like we talked about offensive powers, like the traversal powers. I know you talked about movement mm -hmm. earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out, you give your shout out to Guacamelee. Oh. Like I love like Hollow Knight's oh. movement. This game, like it has air dash, it has double jump, it has like a grappling hook like thing where you can grapple two things or pull things to you, like your basics. But the two coolest things are being able to make platforms 
like toggle platforms basically on command for these certain stretches and they mix in like hazards and enemies. It gets insane. And on top of that, you also have like this shadow clone thing you can make oh. where you can leave your clone in a spot and sometimes oh, yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. Do, like leave it in a certain spot, go do stuff and then send yourself back and it can repeat certain actions. But also it's, there are platforming puzzles where you have to use that as well. And it like will make you think, and it's like, <laughs> what the ultimate test of this is like, there are these statues that you come across where they're going to give you three attempts. You, you have three successive attempts to send a version of yourself through like a, like a, a, like a kind of like a puzzle environment. And you have like a time limit for each. They each have the same amount of time and you have to reach a goal, but like the first one cannot make it. So you're like, have to like alternate between hitting switches and shit like that, mm -hmm. but it gets way more complicated. Well, though, the last one I did was like I was on it for like thirty minutes. It's like okay, what the heck? I was like <laughs> okay, and Shadow Clone was like one of the answers for one of them. And at one at one point, it wasn't even the main solution. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I forgot I got to use Shadow. Oh my god, this got way more complicated. I was like, because I was like, I don't think you could do this. And I'm like. Oh, can you use your shadow clone world? I was like, oh God. I was like, all right. So awesome. there are some fun puzzles in there, but a lot of the hardest ones are optional though. So you cool. don't need to do them if you don't want to. Sweet. Yeah. Um, Can't wait, Damiani. And then you talked about the regular enemy variety, but it seems like there's a lot of bosses just from what I've seen so far. Freaking A, these bosses, man. Um, there's one particular I could talk about. I won't say what it was, but it's a range filth fight oh. where they're the range filth <laughs> and you oh. have to try and get in close on them. And I'm like, we're oh. so angry at that so fight. It was probably like the sec, it was just, it was the second hardest fight for me because of the <laughs> style of it. I'm like, I'm not, this is not what I've been used to. I don't like this. I'm like, damn it. I don't want to be patient. I want to run in and do this. I'm like, every time they get you, they know you're going to do it. Like, not nah, you're running in. You weren't supposed to run in then. You're getting punished. I'm like, come on. Just let me get there sooner. And like, they have multiple phases, Huber. Yeah. They get like insane. And when you lose, you go back to the start. There's not a checkpoint system on them. Like you go back to phase one on all these. So, so you're going to get a little bit far into the fight, die probably, and then, you know, get better at that phase and then move along. And it felt really good to someone like me. It wasn't too overbearing. It wasn't insane. Um, and it felt really good when you finally like beat those fights and like we're learning how to dodge or use your like all some of them make you use your powers pretty like you have to be very clever with them. And it felt satisfying. It felt very satisfying to think up the solution and be like, oh, I'm gonna try that's it. Mm, yes, <laughs> feels awesome, so good to do that. Me. Yeah. Nice. Anything else, Damiani, you want to talk about before we move on? I mean, just that, you know. Give it a chance, probably. The, the, I don't think the demo is the best demo. It, 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 in a Metroidvania, they they literally lock you out as you advance to a new area. It won't let you backtrack anymore. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, hmm. you need to, like, so you can't even, like, anyway, whatever. And there's not even a boss fight in it. I'm like, oh, okay. It's just oh, it's literally weird. just progress. It, it feels very linear with only one part. You can really go anywhere a little bit different. And it's not even that far of an excursion. And I don't know. It didn't. It felt kind of like a miss for a demo. So don't judge it. Maybe based on the demo. Get used. Feel how the combat and the traversal and powers feel because they give you a decent amount. If that feels good, then you know maybe give the game a chance. And it doesn't really become like a full fledged Metroidvania until like maybe a few hours into the game when it like 
kind of like opens up everything to you. Like it's kind of like a more confined in the early hours, but yeah. then like it does open up. Nice. Got it. Nice. Uh, next up, one that uh, we've been looking forward to for a while. Yes. Isla's been able to put some time into a uh, so preview hyped. of Pacific Drive. Got him, The road light. <laughs> road light. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, so uh, let me see if I can talk and put B-roll under me without blocking myself. Okay, there we go. I'll just go it. back here. Ha-ha. Um, yeah, so this is uh, my B-roll. I captured this. Um, yeah, I played for, I don't know, three three or something hours. Um, couple of disclosures. I know people who make this game, and I can now say I'm in this game. Ah. Uh, the... the um, Credits are in this preview build, and I watched them, and my name is in them, so I'm like, okay, I can say this now. <laughs> um, very small little cameos, you know, on the radio. But what's the audible version of blinking? Sh- shut your ears, and you'll miss it. But I'm in there. See if you can find me. I don't know. Instagram at me if you <laughs> if you hear me in the game when it comes out. But um, yeah. So obviously, up top there are. You know, all the all the things that you want this game to be good at, it's really good at. Uh, the driving feels really good. Like, it tells you when, you're, when your traction control is on or when you're, like, off balance, and you can really kind of feel that. Mm. It's really creepy. It's obviously it, the vibes. It's scary. It's weird. You know, being in your car feels very, very, like, safe, you know? Like, you know the feeling you get when you're, when you're in your car at night and you're warm and snug, but it's like cold and, and scary outside, you know, like that's this game on on crack. You know? <laughs> like, um, so that's all a huge success. Nice. The um, it's very like survival game. It's very um, there are a lot of controls. <laughs> like, right. Right. Um, yeah, like yeah, and let's get like some some top level of it too. Like you're basically like you're going you you've got this station wagon. Yeah. In the Pacific Northwest in this place called like the something Pacific uh exclusion, exclusion zone, yeah. I think. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's it, if you're familiar with annihilation, uh it's that. It's area X. It's um some weird event has taken place and kind of made this entire area unha- uninhabitable and very dangerous to be in, and usually people can't get in there. Uh, in the very, very beginning of the game, you get kind of sucked into it. Mm. Um, uh, un, like, intentionally. And, yeah, so you're in there, and it has, like, instability of itself the 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 world and the ground and the trees and the rocks and everything can't maintain its own isness <laughs> it's a heideggerian nightmare in here uh the gestella is all fucked up but yeah like so you can go in and everything will be all different and weird and if you're stuck in it you're like it you know it hurts you and it messes your car up and everything like that but you go out on excursions to get parts and to get more salvage and scraps and all that kind of stuff and then you come back to the base and you can upgrade your car and upgrading the car feels really satisfactory and uh, making it kind of your own 
feels really good. Um, and I imagine later in the game that once you can like, you know, really tank it out and like paint it. Like I, I got some paint and some decals and stuff. So like later on you'll see that I've got, I mean, it's rusted as hell, but like I get like racing stripes on it and it's like kind of a baby blue, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, my little car, you know? Um, and then like all kinds of like different types of materials and, yeah, you have and to get armor and stuff different for different sorts types of, of enemies. Yeah. yeah, different sorts of metals. And then you have to upgrade... Uh, you have to use a forge in the like main area to get new blueprints, and then once you knew, know those, you know standard kind of crafting game, uh, survival game sort of progression in that sense. Um, but the you know its its strength is its vibes, and that you do grow really attached to your car. Also, there's a dumpster called the Friendly Dumpster that has some kind of like entity living in it and when you click on it uh, when you go up to it it kind of just gives you what it thinks you need in that moment yeah yeah they said that like you'll never be in a situation where your car just becomes inoperable the the dumpster will always like give you something that you can use to get back on the road yeah and within it you know it doesn't just fix every problem you've got like right there were a couple of times where it's like, okay, I've got flat tires, but I've got to go back out because I can't fix them <laughs> right now, you know? Um, one time I think it was a bug, but because uh, it wouldn't let me craft anything. And mm. I was like, well, this is weird, but it's a preview build. And they said that there was some little things like that that might happen. But um, And a lot of it is like really, you know, like you're talking about like the working on your car and upgrading your car. And like a lot of it is very kind of physical visceral stuff like i remember when i was at uh, gdc and i played it a little bit it was like i got in and i'm ready to go and i like hit the gas and like oh you have to turn the key <laughs> yeah it's very you have to open and shut the the back you know hatch thing to get into the trunk and if you try to close it while you're standing there it'll bonk you on the head and you it won't close you know right. and like if you're if your wheel gets damaged, you can feel the handling of the car change. Like your car will shift, you know, it'll it'll lean backward if your back left tire is flat or gone, <laughs> you know. Um, that kind of stuff is very well done. And yeah, you have to turn the key. You have to put the car in park or it'll start. Like there was once where I was like, <laughs> I got out of the car and I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab this thing real quick. And I turn around and like the car's just rolling down a hill yep. and I'm like, Oh crap. So that's really fun. And it, it really does feel very physical, which I really like about it. How does the walking around stuff feel? Do you, cause it's good. Every time I see it, it's like they get out and like, don't go far from the car. That's, is that usually the case? Yeah. That is because of, one of the chief successes of the game mm -hmm. is you don't want to be out of your car. Yeah, totally. Like you feel scared when you're out of your car. Um, when you're in your car, you're like, what was that sound? You know, and you're looking around, but when you're out of your car, you're like, Oh God, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and like in the preview portions, you know, I got the impression that it was sort of, you know, I saw some entities and some enemies like, um, for viewers, there was like a, a floating kind of drone thing that you could see a second ago, but like they were, there were these floating drones and one of them latched onto my car at one point and yeah. like tried to pull me or pull something off my car, yeah, but they'll, I just they'll, like, they'll, they'll drove like, away. They're little thieves. They're like yeah. steal parts off of your, yeah. your car or if you have cargo up there, or sometimes they'll just like rip a door off. Yeah. And then there were like buzz saws in the ground or things that like, um, 
little like power transmitters that would pop up and like lightning would shoot between them. The um, mannequins that kind of just show up uh, are called tourists and I never saw them move, but I'm pretty sure that <laughs> I looked away and then when I looked back, there were some there that weren't there before. Right. That kind of stuff is going on. Classic. The ground will heave up in front of you sometimes. Um, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I get the impression or at least I assume that, you know, later on there's a, there are going to be like, you know, stuff comes after you if you're out of the car for too long, that kind of stuff. And there's a storm that kind of, um, especially when you start, because you kind of teleport out of each area at the mm-hmm. end and you teleport in. I was a little surprised by that when I started because I thought like, oh, I thought I would drive everywhere. And it's kind of a combination. And I assume it's because things maybe move and get randomized or something. I don't know. But like, when you leave the garage, you drive to a point and then it says traveling, you know, loading. And then it goes to the place you were going to or the first leg of your journey. So if you're going somewhere farther away, you'll teleport to that part, part like step leg one. You'll have to drive to the next part and then you'll kind of get transported to the next leg. And then to get back to the garage at the end of that, you need to have glowing um, orange power thing called like an anchor, I think, stable energy. Anchors, yeah, that's right. And you have to put them in your arc device, which is the thing that sits in the passenger seat, and then you have to find and get to this giant glowing pillar that will teleport you back to the garage before the storm that starts, like that starts like destabilizing the area. Yeah, so, like, yeah it's to like get, the battle royale. It's like a battle royale, yeah, yeah, it's like the it. storm. So like... To get out, you have to activate a very quickly moving eye of the storm thing, and then you have to race it out to get to the thing. And it was really funny because the, the, some of the characters that talked to you, one of them said, she was like, I know that thing looks like hot death, but just drive into it. You'll be fine, probably. <laughs> you know. Uh, and then when you get back, she's like, you lived. Okay. Didn't know if that would work. Um, yeah. It's, uh, those are all the successes. I think it's really good. I think that there are a few things... My my issues with the game are things that I think are pretty easily fixed in patches. Um, main thing, and I've seen other people talk about this too, is like, a there's a devastating amount of information on the on the like menu oh, like, the HUD. screen. Yeah, the, not like just a- not just up, not like having the HUD in the car. Like that all that's all great, but I mean like in the pause menu, in the equipment menu, you go over to the tooltips, and there's just like you know, there's something written about everything, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, you know, it's nice when you need it, but I don't want to have to feel like I need to read a lot of that stuff to get things. Right. Um, especially in a preview setting where it's just like, I want to just kind of, you know, go and see what's going on. Um, so there's definitely that there's like a lot of, there was one part where the main narrating character said, I'm going to turn these two guys off and you know, they'll, their stuff will just go to your, whatever your tooltips thing, and I was like, no, I'd <laughs> I'd rather have them talk to me. I, um, so I, I I'm really thankful for this preview because now I'm like adjusting my vibes of it because yeah. it looks like I knew it was going to be like a survival, like pretty intense game, but now it looks like really survivally like yeah. really it's hardcore more survivor survival than i expected yeah. it's yes. more simulationy than yep. i expected yep. and i was expecting um, that but this is even like way more yeah. than i was expecting which so. is not Shout not out. bad yeah yeah, yeah. Um, just different yeah it, sure. it's 
I expected it to be a little lighter on that and a little heavier on like just kind of go go get weird yeah. like freaky stuff. Yeah. And I think that it'll probably get into that, but um yeah, there's a lot of menu and a lot of controls and a lot of do I hold RB for this or do I tap RB for this? <laughs> do I hit X or do I hold X? Do I the menu stuff is a little clunky. And objectives, my another thing I uh, think needs a little attention is that objectives are a little unclear sometimes or It'll just give you an objective, but it's not exactly clear how to achieve that ad- objective. Uh, for example, there was one mission where you had to build an antenna, and I needed stable energy, which is the thing that you put, you get from anchors, and you put it in the arc device in your car, and that's how you teleport, right? And I'm like, okay, I need to grab another one of those giant ball things and bring it back in my car. Love giant ball things. Yeah, so I, I <laughs> had one. And I was walking around, and it's irradiating me while I'm carrying it. Right. And then uh, I can't put it into my inventory. I can't put it into my car, but it's not telling me that. So I'm just like, what's happening, you know? And then when I get, you know, so then I just kind of put it into the arc device. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just have charge. And then I left. And then when I got back, the thing had the energy it needed. And I'm like, oh, okay, the car just has to be charged with that, and that's enough. You know, but the game didn't specify that. It was just like, fix the antenna, use the forge. But the forge is like, I need stable energy. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, (laughs) kind of in that regard. And then, um, so it's like, it's not really a big deal, but it's just kind of a little unclear. Uh, Sometimes stuff on the to-do list is a little unclear too, where it's like, put all your stuff in the garage storage. And but it had just given me a box from the friendly dumpster. And I'm like, okay, so I put everything in that box, but it's like, put everything in garage storage. And I was like, <laughs> I just put it in the box you gave me right after you told me to do that. Is that not what you want me to do? Um, just little things like that, yeah. you know, but these are easily, I think, massageable. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So I think hyped. all in all, like, yeah, it's, it's super hyped. And like, if you like taking your time and doing survival stuff in a creepy, weird fiction, environment uh and especially if you like feeling like one with your vehicle Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're gonna Mm -hmm. love this game Uh, a a fun little kind of narrative hook that um i always like when games do this when like kind of your experience mirrors the experience in the game they say that they're they're theorizing maybe that your car is is a remnant or whatever like some kind of is that what they call it? Whatever. Uh, you know, it's like an it's like an AO, uh, what is it from uh, Control? Like an altered uh, item? Like an object of power object kind of, of thing? Po- your car yeah. is basically an object of power. Sick. Um, and they're like, yeah, so anyone who's in this uh, zone and uh, encounters one of these objects, they sort of like glom onto each other and it uh, always always 100% of the time ends up driving the person completely insane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like you get more and more obsessed and then you go insane. And they're like, yeah, that's probably going to happen to you. (laughs) Um, And and it's like you do start feeling more like close and ownership of your car as as you start to like personalize it, you know? So I'm kind of like, that's kind of a funny way to sort of uh, narratively kind of state that you're getting obsessed with your vehicle kind of. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from it's what cool. you said and then what I've played myself, it feels like 
Like there's that obsession there, but it's like you kind of have, have to get over the hump of yeah. like just everything feeling kind of overwhelming. I was like, okay. Like Darkest Dungeon. I think, yeah, yeah like <laughs> this game this game had a higher learning curve than I expected it to. I, I expected it to, I expect you to just jump in and drive and see weird stuff and like put new parts in your car. And I almost kind of appreciate that it's harder core because for the people who put in the work up front to learn the systems and learn the controls and, you know, kind of get through all of that stuff, once you're in the kind of loop of it and, and that stuff becomes second nature, I think it will be really rewarding and that the complexity of the systems will actually really be able to support a more nuanced and complicated gaming experience on the whole. So, yeah, there's a lot more depth to it than I expected. Uh, it's just like up top in a, in a four-hour preview, you know, it's like yeah. my whole experience of the game is learning the game, you know? So now I'm like right when the demo kind of ended uh, and it, it said, you know, you can keep playing, but you won't make story progress and this doesn't carry over, you know? So I played for another like 40 minutes, but then I was like, okay, cool. Um, I definitely think that now that I know it better, I'll have a lot more fun. Yeah. With it. So high learning curve, but great time once you get past it. Get ready for those late night streams. Chad. Yeah. That's nice. the one. That's Sick. the one. All night. Pacific Drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At night. Midnight. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Yup. But yeah, that's coming out uh, end of February, the 22nd. Uh, PC and PS5. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, next up, fun little thing I want to do because uh, I want to, you know, I want to think about like we we're saying, like stuff that's not just preview, review, yeah. kind of like current in the headline stuff, current events that we talk about. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, caught it. A lot, of, a, a lot of people might have avoided it or just not knew it happened. Uh, but I did this series called Bloodworth Zelda Diaries. Yes, uh, and I've been back into Zelda because I still nice. haven't finished it, but a ton of time into it. But I'm, I explore, I go all over the yeah. place, I mess around with things. Uh, and yeah, that series, I was basically just telling stories of my adventures. And so I got some, some more stories to tell as my, uh, my jacket gets grabbed. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I've been now like kind of like wrapping up like the last like main area in terms of like, they give you like four corners of the map to go to essentially. So I've been in the, I did the Gerudo main quest and temple and all that stuff there. Uh, and so now after that, like, you're more free to explore the desert. Mm-hmm. There's this hilarious thing that happened. Um, <laughs> so there's this quest where this, like, archaeologist has you, like, put these orbs into different statues. So there's, like, orbs. seven orbs scattered around. Go find the orbs, bring them back, put them in the statues, and then, you know, that will, you know, you know, lead the way to some eighth rumored statue or whatever that you find out about it on these stones beforehand. So I'd already found... Collect the Dragon Balls, bud. Uh, what's that? Collect the Dragon Balls. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then, so after you do the, the, like, the main quest line there with the temple, uh, the, uh, there's a seal. That's the sand seal named Patricia. Mm-hmm. And if you give it these fruit, it'll, like, pop, give you coordinates to things. And mm-hmm. they don't really, you don't, like, nobody knows what the coordinates are for. And so, like, then I'm, like, out, and I wrote them down, but I was, like, out doing other stuff. So I'm, like, all right, I'll go see if I can find those coordinates. And I'm going around, going around. It's, like, this is in the town. And, like, I go to the coordinates. It's, like, oh, this is where 
okay, this is where one of the orbs was. And then so I like went back to the seal and was like, oh, there's another set of coordinates. So that's show me where the other one of the other things was. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, so anyways, I get all of this, these balls and it opens up a thing and there's a bigger orb Ooh. inside. And the researcher's like, oh yeah, I think there's a, I think there's like a, a another, like a big statue uh, or something like in the, the, the North ruins. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just did this other quest where I took these people over, you know, to a place that had seven huge statues that look very much like the seven small statues. So like, okay, so I get the big orb, I take it onto like a sand seal sledge. And the thing is so big and heavy that like the seal can't go at max speed. And I like, if I get on like a dune at the wrong angle, it kind of flips over. So it's like, it, it gets me a little work to get out there. And I get yeah. to where these big statues are and I'm looking around and, I, and I'm looking at the orb and I'm looking at the statues and I'm like, where does this thing go? You know, trying to figure it out. And I look at my map. I'm not at the North Ruins. I'm at the East Ruins. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and the funniest part, Huber, <laughs> is that, like, there's literally a tunnel from where you pick up the orb to the North oh Ruins. Oh, my God. And I had to, like, circle the, basically the whole day. <laughs> I went to the wrong place. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's good, blood. Uh, blood lost on the tracks. Yeah, there's another... Um, trying to find... Sorry. I think my mouse battery... Might have died. We got battery issues tonight. Yeah, we got yeah, battery issues. Yeah, what's going issues. on? What's going on here? Yeah. There's some kind of EMP interference. I just remember yeah. the uh, the the wagon ones where you have to escort the new musicians, right. the, like, the oh, troop, yeah. and having to come up with those crazy solutions. And like one of the last ones, like in the snow area, I messed it up so many times because mm-hmm. of like a, a dumb bump on a hill kept causing it to flip over because I just made the wagon really poorly. Like all I did, like literally just had to take five seconds to like redo the wagon or whatever. And then it went up much more smoothly. But those were, I was like, Oh, come on. Like each time. And he like flew close to like a gliok an ice gliok. I was like, Oh, oh boy. They, they yeah. knew what they were doing here. They knew what they were doing. I think I, I think I managed to kill that guy before I did that quest or something like that. But yeah. Ah, Nice. Uh, there's a couple of other fun things right there in the town. Um, there's a, a class where, because you know in the Gerudo town, like they're they're separated. Like there's no men allowed in the town except for for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's a class where the girls learn how to talk to men. And so you can volunteer to oh, be yeah. like their, their <laughs> guinea pig. <laughs> um, and then um, there's also a thing that I think was really cool. Uh, cool it's just, it's just like oh yeah and the reason i brought that up is because like it's not like a it's not like a named quest yeah it's not like a thing on a list that you check off it's like you you go up to them and you can stuff. do this thing and more of that if you please. want to you can if yeah. not whatever uh but there's another thing similar to that that ties back to earlier quest um which is it, you know how like you know have the the day night cycles and all of that stuff so there's this girl madison who comes from Terrytown? Classic. So it's like in the in Breath of the Wild, like yeah. her parents got uh, married or whatever, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. you meet the little girl in this, nice. and there's a whole quest line and stuff with her. But like now, by the, you know, now that I went to the Gerudo town later, mm-hmm. she's there. She's learning how to be a Gerudo, and she's running around with this other little girl, and it's, so it's kind of fun because it's like, you know, at one time a day, like. The girl is showing her this thing at another time of day. Like, she's showing the girl that the balloon that she wrote in on. 
and just like seeing again like just you know these characters yeah. having their little routine running around that town but that's only something that you see like the cause and effect you know after yeah. you've already done that other quest so it's kind of cool to see them that is cool um and then um a couple nights later uh i was pretty much done with like all the like the named side quests there i was like figuring out just like what else did i want to you know maybe see in the desert before i like move on to main quest stuff uh and uh, I realized I hadn't been to the Yiga hideout. Nice. And there's a whole fun thing there um, for, like, basically you had to do a whole bunch of other stuff on the maps and, and, yeah. and get, like an, an, like, an outfit to get in for them to let you in. Hell yeah. Disguise. Yeah. And then there's, like, dudes in there selling weapons and uh, vehicles and stuff like that. But uh, there's also, like a thing there like a little challenge thing that will like get you a legit like new ability and I'm like nice. I was not expecting that very I, cool yeah and it's a th- kind of thing is like you don't even really like know to go there unless you know you're just like curious yeah it's like okay what's over there that's the best yeah it's such a good feeling just explore mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I don't know there's a thing just and that's kind of thing is like if we're playing something like Zelda or Baldur's Gate or whatever, or just like, hey, this is what I did this week. You know, yeah. just tell some stories. Hell yeah. Catch I'm going to talk one. about Warframe for one hour next week. Yeah. <laughs> Gear up, everybody. Nice. <laughs> uh, we got more to come, uh, but if you've been enjoying the show so far, please take a second to like and subscribe and ring that bell on YouTube uh, and leave a review if you're on one of those podcast apps. Uh, it helps us and it helps you stay connected. And now... A word from our sponsor. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your own online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. I love that Shopify is, no matter how big you are and how big you want to grow, Shopify has something for you at every step of the way, and they help you take control of your business and take it to the next level. They're really there for you, whether you're tiny or huge, they've got you covered. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com allies, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com allies now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com allies. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. 
All right, Huber. Yo. Uh, you told me the other day you've been playing Lies of P. So much Lies of P. Did you finish yet? Um, at the very end. Very end. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. So what what you up to? What you thinking? I know we talked about. Dude, Lies of P is one of my favorite games of 2023. Ooh. Like I'm not even kidding around. <laughs> this is I've played a lot of Souls clones. This is the best Souls clone. Straight up. I'm ready to say it right now. I'm not even done with the game. This is the absolute best clone of a Souls game I've ever played. It's so fun. Uh, I think the reason is, first of all, the visuals are friggin' awesome. Yeah. Like, that game looks good and sounds good, which is super important. But then also the cast of characters. There's actually interesting characters in this game from, like, big supporting characters to, like, really, really small one or two off side characters as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's so important. Like, so much of your memory of Souls games is, like, combat and bosses and also those characters that really make the world unique. And Liza P absolutely has all that stuff. Uh, combat's really, really good. Like, the progression and everything is really fun. Really fun, unique weapons. I have, like, a big pipe wrench. <laughs> but you can also, like combine the head of a weapon and like the yeah. handle of a weapon. So I put like my big pipe wrench on like a small baton. So I have just like this big wrench head like on this baton. I'm just like whacking things. Um, yeah, I think I was going with something. I think I was going with some electricity stuff the last time I played. Yeah, I've, I've hopped in and out of this a couple of times. It's incredible. And I do definitely want to play more, but it's, it's unbelievable. Been uh, yeah. I love the hub. The hub is in the very beginning, so it's not a spoiler. It's like a hotel. The yes. hotel is your hub, and it is freaking amazing to come back to every single time. Um, there's also a lying mechanic, and I love not looking anything up because I have no effing clue right? what this will do in the long time. I have no idea. I'm at like the end of the game now, and I'm like, dude, what are these lies right. adding up to? I have no idea, so don't tell me. Cause so I wait, am... lie or die actually means something? Yes, yeah. it does. It's, it's insane. I thought that was so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, no, and then it, it does say it something about your humanity or something there's when you some, do it. There's afterwards. something I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Uh, and and then, I felt, but the, so Huber, I I felt like the times that I've done it, mm -hmm. that I pretty much had to lie, or that lying was sort of my beneficial or best option in the situation. Have I you mean, felt that way, or do you have you had no? More there are variation? times. There are times when I'm like, I no, the, it's the best because there's times where I'm like, dude, I'm I don't lie. I want to tell the truth. What the hell? Uh, but then they'll give you some freaking sob story NPC who's like, please, just like do my dying wish. Tell me this, and it's like, okay, I can lie to make this person feel better, or I can tell the truth and be an asshole. Mm -hmm. This person's like about to freaking die. Right. So like, all right, I'm gonna lie here, I guess. Yeah. So like, really cool moments like that. Yeah, there's this thing that happens like afterwards where like you hear like something inside your body, like these gears start turning mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I don't so know I what no it's idea. up. What's I up don't know. That? I don't know. I love it though. Yeah. Uh again, really, really cool bosses. And uh it's a single player game. I I I love insane bosses. I have no problem grinding a boss like ten times in a row in a Souls game. Oh. Like, shout out nameless king. That's a, that's an that's an easy boss. Oh yeah, for, for no. me. <laughs> no, super. Awesome. I go super back easy. to those guys a lot. Yeah, so, uh, I love grinding a boss out, but I think the change in here is really nice for players who don't like that because a lot of complaints with Souls games for people are like, "Yo, I love everything 
like exploring and fighting and leveling up, but then I get to a boss that I'm on like 10 or 20 times and it's really annoying. You can just summon specters in this game. That's like the equivalent of a phantom. Yeah. Uh, and it's just easy mode. It's just like, yo, you, you, it's two on one now or whatever, and you can just like wreck any boss. So I think that's really smart for people to get into these types of games. Um, it's been pretty chill difficulty as well. Um, I don't think it's like, you know, Elden Ring, you know, even Elden Ring was like more accessible because you could like go so many different routes, but like some criticisms of like, you know, Lords of the Fallen and, and even Dark Souls and Bloodborne for people are like, yo, it's like, I get to a part and it's so hard. Right. Like, so I think there's really smart systems here to make that a lot easier for people. And that's just mainly the, the specter mechanic. I will say the only thing that's like semi half, half baked is the grinding of your weapon. Yeah. Uh, your weapon has like durability. And it goes down when you hit, but then you can just grind it to get it back up, which you have unlimited of. Yeah, but... So it's like, okay, uh, if, as long as you're just, like, watching that at all, like, you, it, it's just there to be there. There, There's some times where, so, like, you can kind of play into, like, a boss fight, and, it's like, then you need to, like, as find a you, little window, but, You yeah. know when a boss is coming, and as long as you just top off before any boss, it's just never... Mm-hmm. I think it just is a little half baked. Right. There are special grindstones where you can get like fire or like acid or something, and you can only use those once unless you upgrade it. You can use it twice. Those are really good. So you will have to like bust that out in a boss fight, which is really cool. Uh, and just really fun enemies, like all the friggin' psycho puppets everywhere, <laughs> like freakos. I got some Last of Us vibes in some places. Like this game is incredible, and I, I I'm not even done with it. And I'm already, like, hyped as hell for the DLC they announced. I don't know what it is, but they announced some DLC. Right. And a sequel, both in development. Like, we always want new IPs. Everyone's always like, new IPs, new IPs. This is it. This is one of the best new IPs of the year. Hands down, no question. I'm obsessed with Liza B. Um, Love this game. Yeah, I'm starting to remember some of the things from, from when I had played it. And I think... One of the things that stood out to me was sort of the the rhythmic stuff of it, mm-hmm. and so it's like there's obviously like a lot of Bloodborne influence Definitely here, Bloodborne. but I also feel a fair amount of Sekiro for sure. Like there are times when you're just like Perry, 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 yeah. Perry, Perry, Perry. Definitely, yeah. It's like, you get, oh, and you get and, your... and it feels really good, like the rhythm of it when you actually get those down. Hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah, the the parries are like pretty tough to pull off in this. Like I find them easier in Sekiro actually to parry. Um, but the parry is in this, and then that'll make it so, like, the enemy won't... You won't take any damage at all. Because um, if you block, it, it'll take some damage away, but then you can, like, kind of get it back. Like, get your health yeah. back a little bit. Uh, but the parry... Oh, and then parry, too. It also, like, you don't lose any stamina from blocking, so it's, like, really clutch to get some of those parries. But then you have your freaking robot arm, uh, which you can swap in and out. There's a bunch of different ones of those. There's, like, a flamethrower one. There's, like, a shield one, which is really cool because, like... If you upgrade it enough, you can, like, block an attack and it explodes. Mm. And then you can, like, take the explosion kind of and, like, leap at the enemies. There's one where you can, like, pull enemies close or, like, zip to them. Like, there's some really cool robot arms. And the electricity one's really awesome. You get that, like, really early. That's kind of one of the first ones you get. It takes a long time to charge up. But if you release it, like, you're charging up this, like, electrical Chidori-type thing, yeah. and it's like, boom! Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one that I've, I've been so awesome. on the most, yeah. Game's bloody as hell. There's corpses everywhere. It's freaking <laughs> awesome to look at. 
VO is amazing. Game is incredible. I'm obsessed. 10 out of 10. Straight up. Holy crap. Played like 30 hours of this in like three or four days. Just nonstop. Nice. Yeah. So good. Uh, Damiani, have you played any of that yet? I have not been able to play any of it, but Dude, <laughs> everyone so loves this game. Yeah, it's uh, so good. I, I saw someone call it like the most approachable Souls-like. Like, yeah. It's like, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And I think it's because of those specters, honestly. And it's like, you're never getting lost. The shortcuts are like really friendly shortcuts. The game eases you in for a long time before you get to some Blight Town bullshit. Like it takes <laughs> nice. a while to get there. Uh, yeah, just really friendly. Really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you die and you can like get your souls back too. So there's still a little bit of that. But it also like leveling up is really chill too. Like that, like every time you level up one, obviously the price of the next one goes up. But it goes up really slowly, I feel like. And there's a lot of resources to upgrade your weapons. Because sometimes in these games, too, I'll get, like, really hyper-focused on one weapon. And it's like, well, I want to try other ones, but, like, I don't have the resources to try other stuff. They give you a lot of resources to just be able to nice. try some stuff out. Yeah. So fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I keep forgetting that my mouse is dead. Um... <laughs> uh, Next up, uh, the uh, yeah. Usually, there's not a lot I would say out of CES, but there's some funny things that happened during the Sony CES press conference. Oh, jeez. Uh, I mean, some interesting things and some funny things as well. But it, it's just like they're just up there. They're you know, you, you know, you, you get your console warriors, and it's like just a thing that will blow their minds because like Sony's press conference, they're talking about Nintendo, they're talking about Microsoft, all these yeah. people working together. Um, so they gave, uh, when they're talking about films and stuff, they give some brief updates, uh, that writing on, uh, God of War and the Horizon TV series, uh, has started. Yeah. So that's, those guys are moving along. If someone doesn't, I'm saying it right now, if somebody doesn't get ripped in half in God of War, the show, <laughs> fail. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the bare minimum right there. Yeah. Uh, they showed a brief glimpse of Gravity Rush. Nice. In there. The quick little shots of that. Nice. Damiani's pumped. Uh, and then uh, sh- it's live action, right? It didn't. Yeah. It looked yeah. weird. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. It was also low quality. The image I saw. Mm. I I don't want a live action Gravity Rush. So I was like, mm. yeah. It was on one of those things this. where yeah. it's like one of these quick, Here's like the lots of motion blur shots. So it's like I don't even know how to judge this right now. Let me counter this. Yeah. Let, me, let me counter this, Damiani. Let me counter this right now. Because. Uh, same same thing was going on with Zelda being live action. Everyone wants like animated or something. It's like, yo, a video game is already that. Like, if we're going to adapt it, let's make it live action because it's dramatically you, different. It's so no. different. Like, like I, I would disagree. rather just play the game than watch an anim- anime adaptation of the game I just played. Right? No. Because an- anime has so many. It's it's like it's very wide umbrella there's a lot of different art styles under that Mm -hmm. so you can get something completely more exaggerated that like can Mm -hmm. be even more fantastical over the top or nonsensical or more nuanced and more refined and i do think when it comes to expression in trying to capture what is done in most video games and most animated features live action is a little bit more restrictive i just feel like 100 and the other part of it is i would be more open to receptive to like especially like live action zelda if they said it was gonna be like a show a series because now it's like one 
Mm-hmm. Probably two hour ish, ninety to two hour ish <laughs> yeah. movie that's live action trying to do all this stuff and like so it's a double whammy of I don't know if they're gonna be it's so difficult to catch capture that 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 visual aesthetic and translate it into live action and two it's gonna have enough time to really develop whereas like Mario even sans it being like CG they came up with a very nice concept with that I think that works because Mario is quirky it's you know it's, it can be goofy comical. And it, will get, it goes all this place. I mean, they could technically, I guess, do that with Zelda, but in live action, that's going to be weird as shit. Um, and I don't think it's going to work. It might have worked if they did, like, animated, but that's, to me, that's kind of off the table now. So this is where all these concerns come from that I just sure. don't have the greatest, highest expectations for this Zelda project. But still amazing to hear it be said at a Sony press conference. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what they said, yeah. What a world. It, w- it was quick humor, but yeah, yeah what he said, uh, Sony CEO uh, Kenichiro Yoshida, uh, we're also excited about another IP expansion, the adaptation of Nintendo's game franchise, The Legend of Zelda. This live-action film will deliver an amazing tale of adventure and discovery. Nice. Like the most nothing nice, statement. Like, yeah. But just to hear it there, yeah. Please be excited for the experience. Right. <laughs> just like, okay. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to bring up here, this weird Patapon thing. Patapon. Pat- that shows Pat- up Pat- while they're talking about the movies and other stuff and, and, and Gravity Rush. Love Patapon. And there's like, and, and they, don't, they don't reference it. It just comes up on screen. Weird. And they showed like the the older Patapon footage, Top and then they showed games of this time. weird cursed Patapon footage. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't <laughs> know what's cool. going on here. It looks like something uh. that was made in dreams thrown into an Assassin's Creed Valhalla map. Oh jeez, here we like, go. I mean, it does have that sort of claymation like weirdness to it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was AI generated. You never know now. Uh, Good lord. Oh. Well, they, 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 they then, the last shot they showed was basically the same scene, but like on somebody's workstation in like a 3D modeling uh, program. So uh, nice. The BioWare thing. Yeah. Dev Diary, maybe. Yeah. BioWare's Bioware wheelhouse. Special. <laughs> but it's just such a weird shift. Like aesthetically, it just, you know, you're going from like a very specific 2D art style to whatever this is. Yeah. Uh, when the original creators are all, out there making Rataton, the yeah. spiritual successor. You're right. And still, like, we don't know what this is. Like, it says yeah. IP development, gaming slash anime. And I'm like, okay, well, this looks yeah. sort of like a game, but it looks like a kind of a budget game, which yeah. Patapon was never, like, yeah. that expensive high budget or anything. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to make of this. It's weird. I mean, I like that Patapon is going to get a second life. I mean, I was that right. generation, and then it... Went away. But like nobody you, ever talks about Patapon. Patapon's but, fucking sick. But the, sick. the thing that I worry about, though, is that like this somehow, like now that if they end up out around the same time, like if they end up getting like hmm. weirdly comparison or one eats yeah. the lunch of the other one or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of weird that we're in an era now where like like the original devs go make the spiritual successor because the people who owned the IP weren't doing it, but then that gets yep. hype. And then the yep. people right. who own the IP, like, <laughs> so like the original thing is the me too thing. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Us too. Us too. It's so weird. Yeah. Cause it's like, I mean, we basically just had this with the Callisto protocol and dead space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the timing on that is insane. Yeah. Or like Ayuden Chronicles. And then they announced the remakes of sweet code. And you yeah. know, it's just like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yet, and yet they got the artists to do both. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that one is interesting because, yeah, it's like both. Everybody seems on board with all of it. And I'm like, hell yeah. 
I'm into it. Um, and then, uh, towards the end of this, they drove a car out on stage using a PS5 controller. This is insane. Clarified that this is just for demo purposes, but they did it. This is so unsafe. <laughs> I have a fucking six-month-old controller already has drift. Like, get out of here. Get out of my face, Sony. Oh, I didn't even think about that, God. Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get out of here. Gabby and I did the one-two punch on uh, Twitter on that, but yeah. <sighs> God. But uh, this is coming from yeah. Son- Sony Honda Mobility. Uh, the the prototype is called Afila. Uh, quote, a canvas for innovation and entertainment. The thing is packed full of AI sensors and entertainment screens. Uh, all kinds of partners on this. Polyphony Digital, Epic Games, Microsoft. Um, there is, uh, so this shot, oh, go back one. This shot here, there's like this AR thing going on. It's like Pokemon, it's like Pokemon Go, Go in, in your, your car. car? <laughs> yeah. This Who is this for? This is insane. Yeah, I, 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 this I is mean, apocalyptic, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. They want shit. you to drive more. Keep driving and find the game stuff. Yeah, now look at the next one. Next one's oh Fortnite going across the whole dashboard Are you for everybody. <laughs> And then uh, this I mean is I do so like bleak. the I do like the wraparound screen like that. There's a couple there's a this Mercedes that has that and it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, and then the next one they show Spider Verse stuff, so you see the back seat as well. The screen's oh, back the, there yeah. too, dude. Ready Player One's gonna be real in like <laughs> ten years. Like jack in, dude. Everybody, get ready to just jack in. Yeah, these so, giant monitors just hanging up. Like, you're gonna hit those that, all the yeah, time. Yeah, those look, those don't look right. That's it's not very ergonomic or. They, yeah. They're not put in there very well. I don't also, know. like it, it just harkens back to the time where, like, like we had a DVD player in our station wagon, right? That like was built in, and the screen would come down, you know. Yeah. And that was sick at the time, but it's like we've moved past that because everyone has phones. <laughs> but that's devices. the thing, Isla. That's the thing they're talking about. Is it's like a a, a a seamless digital experience from your from your digital profile on your phone and stuff, and then in your car, it just continues. I yearn for seams. <laughs> seams are the only time I get to like be free and move on to another thing. Like the only time I escape and forget about my fucking life is in the seams. <laughs> uh, they're talking about revolutionizing how people move, making mobility <laughs> interactive and expressive. Uh, uh, they also said leveraging the connection between real and virtual worlds. Oh my god! In your car, I don't want that. No. I don't want people in the virtual world wow. in their car. This on the upsets road. me. I'm upset. They said, yeah. They also said move and connect in a space yeah. of two sentences there. I can't see him out there. <laughs> uh, the one thing they did show that was kind of uh, actually did seem kind of interesting and helpful, but like to a very limited degree, because this thing's got all kinds of like LIDAR and radar and stuff coming out of it, uh, is they're showing like a thing with like the real world shot of like. A, like a really like bright sun in your face and like a really dark thing and then they showed like a, like AR enhanced so that like you could see like oh, okay this person in a dark hoodie walking across the street is like bright yellow in your dash so you like know that there's something there or a truck oh, there or an obstacle there it's that's like oh that's actually functional cool. yeah yeah I just, just like, but then they put the like giant monster Godzilla thing on the screen <laughs> like Pokemon Go it's just like wait till you're home <laughs> 
to watch something. I don't know. It's so crazy to me. Like, wait until it's... you can't wait like thirty minutes or an hour, an hour yeah. and a half, depending on your commute. I mean, Jesus. it makes it makes total sense if it's for your passengers. But the fact that they show it yeah. like, in front of the driver with your real life passengers, well, be in the like, real it's world it's for, like, for a minute. It's for like little, it's for little kids. It's for little kids in the yeah. back. Like little kids. Tell me about your day to day. They, you don't know little kids nowadays. They don't do that. <laughs> they, 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 you, you, and plus parents probably want the seam time. <laughs> it's like an advanced, with little advanced kids. version of They definitely want, they want, when the kids are not screaming, you probably like, that's, in, that's living in the seams for parents probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Microsoft comes out, Jessica Hawk from Microsoft, and here come all the tech, all the tech buzzwords rolled into one presentation. Uh, they are helping with, with the AI. There's generative AI involved in this somehow. And talking about, it's like, uh, one of the funniest things that she was talking about is like, we're, you know, we're used to having voice commands in our car now. And I'm like, we are? I'm not. I don't have voice commands in my car. We, we, we are used to that, yeah. Oh, uh, but, uh. The royal we. But this is a converse, now a conversational AI. It's like full Night Rider. Like there you go, sick. conversations, Huber. <laughs> I say conversations please. with the AI. How was your day, AI? I say please and thank you to my devices. You know, uh, engaging and hyper personalized customer experiences provided by generative AI and cloud scale computing. Bring your digital life into the vehicle with you. Uh, the state of the art AI service helps detect and f- oh, this yeah, this well, there there is going like through a lot of time to talk about how safe this is. And all the safeguards that there's, you know, people and stuff that are working on making sure that AI is safe. The state of the AI... Skynet, dude. Look yeah. <laughs> this state-of-the-art AI service helps detect and filter harmful AI-generated content in applications and services, Whoa. which is creating a safer online environment that sounds a much like, more enjoyable in-vehicle experience. That sounds like Ultron, dude. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, because that's the thing. Because <laughs> like, they talk about it as like, these are all the same, you know, we're making sure and designing everything so it'll be safe. But I'm like, but what about you built the platform and you've like made the foundation and then what about the next guy that doesn't care about that? Like now they know how to do this stuff, but you know, it's like, well, what if we want it to be unsafe? What if we want to hijack you in your car? Oh my god! You know, like I don't, oh no, crazy. I might be old man yelling at cloud on this one, but I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I love but... the, I love the like that we work in tech and talk about games and technology constantly, and that this happens. To you guys are like suddenly luddites. You're just like no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I love tech. I have no problem with like advancements in tech and stuff. But like, there's also times when you should be in the real world and communicating with people like in real life. And I think driving. Yeah, I mean, you should watch the road for sure. Like, watch the road and just, like, be present. Be there. This seems like such a distraction where there doesn't need to be one. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure this goes along with, like, autonomous driving or whatever. But even then, like, you're supposed to be watching the road. Yeah. Yes. We're so far from that, though. Like, mm-hmm. uh. All right. Some other quickies, fun little things that got announced at CES. Uh, the Claw. The Iron Claw, ten out of ten movie. Don't skip. You mean like the Jim Carrey movie where he does the, the claw? Liar, liar. Is coming to get you. The no. claw is coming. The at claw you? from Toy Story. <laughs> the, claw. the claw. Yeah. Uh, this is basically another. The claw in Inspector Gadget. Uh, yeah, that's what. Oh, yeah, there we gadget. go. 
Uh, this is basically another Steam Deck competitor. Uh, so this is everybody, every, yeah. every laptop maker, they're coming out with these now. This one's from MSI. Mm. I've got an MSI laptop. That thing the, still works, you know? Yeah. Nice. Uh, this is why Nintendo's getting that Switch 2 this year. Mm-hmm. They, they're not taking this anymore. Competition. Well, no, I, I was telling like, Don, I think this is more. This is this is the new competition to the gaming laptop space. I don't really. The, oh like, yeah, it's still way above Switch uh, in terms yeah, of pricing. Switch 2 is coming in under all this, they, but they like they, this is actually helping them because now they know where to put that price point, so they can undercut everybody and still be like <laughs> the budget lowest. Yeah, Switch is always going to have something these will never have, and that's Mario yeah. and Zelda <laughs> yeah. and others. These are going to come uh, three models that launch uh, from six ninety nine to seven ninety nine, uh, starting with uh, five hundred and twelve gigabytes of memory and a seven inch screen, um, and then yeah, you got Windows eleven, legit um, Hall effect triggers and joysticks. Hall effect. Hall effect. Hall effect. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, to be honest, I don't, I can't, I can't explain it to you off the top of my head. Hollow effect? Hall it's like when effect. Riker hung out with Minuet. A Hall effect sensor or a Hall sensor or Hall probe is any sensor incorporating one or more Hall elements, which each which produce a voltage proportional to, well, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They're used, they're used for proximity sensing, positioning, speed detection, and current sensing What about hit detection? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all. Yeah, uh, they got some macro <laughs> keys and stuff in there that you can yeah. you can program, um, and then uh, oh yeah, there's some some AI engine that adjusts all your system settings automatically based on Whoa. what you're playing. So that's a little little wild. So I can blame that on hit detection. <laughs> <laughs> the AI got my hit detection wrong. <laughs> uh, the next one, Huber. The Mega Ninety Five. Is another one. Uh, yeah, another one. This is a this is a Genesis. Oh yeah. Uh, portable. Wait, what? Yeah. Play, Yo, all right, I'm listening now. And has a docking station. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening. On TV too. Uh, this is a five-inch screen, ten-hour battery life. Um, you can plug. Uh, it looks like original controllers from those slots. Shut. Into it. Up. Uh, no price or release date yet, uh, but they've done a Super Nintendo one that's $120. Yo! And they already have... Um, Yo, like Comic a- Zone, brutally difficult game. Yeah. Brutally difficult. Uh, they already have like a, a home one that's not portable that goes for 50 bucks too. What? Yeah. So. Is Don aware of this? Don, are you aware of this? Yes. Yes. Why have you been holding that on me, dude? <laughs> Look at the fine print. What Model is, is a prototype and does not represent the retail version. Well, that one is, but but the other I don't one. Know what fine what's print wrong that, with that, Don? Don talking about? It, Don, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's mad that it's a prototype. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, All right. Well, yeah. What cartridges do you have left that you would want to pop into this thing? I have a lot. Yeah. I got my Rocket Knight Adventures that comes to mind. I got my Mickey Mania. Got my Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh, got my Mortal Kombat. That's Kombat's. one that probably won't get a re-release. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, the stuff that you yeah. have that they probably won't put on a collection Sick. that you'd want something like this for. Hell yeah, dude. Don wants you to know that he has Amazing Spider-Man with a ripped label. <laughs> yes, awesome. excellent. That's what you want. <laughs> yes, that authenticity. Authenticity. Yeah. Too cool. Oh, I got my Road Rash Two. Ah, oh. mm, yeah. 
Yes. You got columns, bro. I got my skitchin, Isla. Skitchin, dude. I'm, I'm coming over. Yeah, I'm coming over when this yeah. thing comes out. Yeah, because columns, they put that on everything. <laughs> Anytime, like, they go put that out every other year. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's not the same, dude. <laughs> Doesn't hit right. <laughs> Wild. Uh, and then the last one of these is the 400 Mini. Uh, we'll get to that later, Huber. Uh, the 400 Mini is a... This is one of those, like... I, I, I'm I guessing, uh, like, European PC systems that I just don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Uh, a modern-day mini recreation of the pioneering home computer that first appeared in 1979. Uh, this is going to launch March 28th uh, for $120 as Damn. well. Is Jones pumped? I don't know if Jones knows anything about this. <laughs> Jones, are you pumped? I have no idea. Uh, comes with 25 <laughs> games, including uh, Berserk, Boulder Dash, Capture the Flag, Lee, Millipede, Miner 2049er, Missile Command, Mule, Star Raiders 2, and Yoomp. What was that marble one? Yoomp. Uh, marble? Lee? I just saw a marble. Boulder Dash, probably. Boulder Dash, sick. Yeah. The earliest marble game I've played was Marble Madness, obviously, on NES, but obviously that looked, oh, yeah. that looked like Marble Madness vibes. Yeah. I and, play that. and it does, uh, you know, some of the modern features like Save States and Rewind. Um, it's about half the size of the original thing, mm-hmm. um, and it emulates the whole 8-bit Atari range from the 400 to the 800XL and the Atari 5200 console. Damn. Um, it's uh, 130, you said? 120. Nice. Uh, and then it has also the ability for players to sideload their own games via USB stick. Whoa. So you can drop that stuff in there, too. Um, and then That seems really cool, blood. And then it says with support for cartridge, disc, and cassette ROMs. Wow! So that's legit. So it's already a European system, right? Yeah, it's got yeah. It does either uh, fifty hertz or sixty hertz? Oh, I was just talking about hacking ROMs into it. Oh, <laughs> very legit. Uh, you can put a, a keyboard on there, other joysticks, USB ports are on there. Nice. Fun stuff. Also, this week, uh, let's get the bad news out of the way. A lot more layoffs. 2024 picking up right where 2023 God. left off. Uh, Bossa Studios laid off uh, about a third of their their team, about 19 people. Uh, Unity is uh, and Bossa Studios. If you're not familiar, they're uh, I am bread, I am fish. They're yeah. working oh. on that crazy Sky Islands game. Um, Unity, biggest layoff from them yet. 1800. <laughs> Huge. Kind of saw that coming, I guess. Yeah, after all the controversy last year. That's a real big hit. Twitch just laid off 500 people. Ick. Yeah. Which, and that was the thing that was like, we're built for the company that we think will be three years from now, but not the company that we are today. Like some statement like that. What? So it'll be run by AI and no one will work there. I, I, I. no, it's like they were like, I guess they're basically saying that they overestimated. Probably record profits last year, I would imagine. For, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to yeah. bet my friggin' life on it. They had record profits last year. And then Discord similarly uh, laid off 170 people saying that, like, yeah, they overhired. And now, yeah, they have to readjust. In better news... Just announced Golden Sun and Golden Sun The Lost Age coming nice. to Switch Online Expansion Pack next week, January 16th. Great gets. Yeah. Because those were Game yes. Boy Advance. Advance. Yeah. Advance. 
Oh yeah. Those were like one of the things with that like waits. the previews were like, what this is on a portable? Yeah. Because they look like freaking PlayStation RPGs. Yeah. yeah. I though the Golden Sun games were probably the number one games I always picked up at GameStop to just look at the box. Mm. Should I get this? Should I buy this right now? Right. Oh, I'll come back to it. I got a lot of other things. <laughs> Never went back. Dude. It was always though it always like see that box. Uh next Thursday at noon. The uh, Xbox Developer Direct. Yeah. That is, uh, they actually gave us more than a week's heads up. Yeah, thank Yay. you. You would have imagined that. Yeah. It's not happening tomorrow. We get to plan it. Uh, there's the Indiana Jones game yes. from Machine Games. Going to get a first look at that. How many whips will be cracked right now, Blood? How many whips? Ugh. You have to hear the crack. Three. Three cracks? Three. Damiani, how many whips? Damn it. Uh, right now, go. I was going to say three. Four. Four. Isla. They took mine. Um, I'll you can, go you one. Can... Dramatic one right okay. at the end. <laughs> oh, I love that. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm saying you? seven. Seven yeah, whip cracks. Yeah. Seven whip cracks. Yeah. Okay. Gabby, okay. how many whip cracks? Two. Two, she says. Don? Don's not in the room currently. Okay. I'll ask him later. Okay. Uh, Some people have been sleuthing around on uh, domain names and <laughs> copyright stuff. They think it's going to be called Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. The Great Circle. Will Short Round be in this game? Ooh. He fucking better be. I'm tired of this. I'm so tired (laughs) of Short Round. Get Key to play him as an adult? That'd be kind of cool. Like Short Round being in one and done is is insane that he did not come back for either of the new ones. That is Especially when he's like effectively the son, like Jones' son that he actually likes. It upsets me. Yeah. Hmm. I was somewhere and they just had the newest one playing on the background and it reminded me of the whole, I was like, I got triggered all over again. <laughs> and I was like, why was Joran not in this movie? <laughs> um, we we're going to get to see also uh, Vowed from Obsidian. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. Get a good look at that. Uh, one I don't know as much about, Ara History Untold. Uh, this is from uh, Oxide Games uh, who are uh, veterans of the Civ series. Cool. Oh, cool. So they worked on Civ Five, and like this is kind of the next thing that Sweet. they're doing. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yo, I'm really excited for this. Uh, and then uh, Hellblade 2 yeah. is the last one that we know about. So we get an hour. Yeah. And we got I think basically an a actual, deep dive into these four games. I yeah. think an actual uncut Hellblade section finally. Well, I guess we saw that beach thing. That was like kind of uncut, I guess. But Yeah. That was I a while think, ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. That, I think that another felt thing pretty like, that. like set up, you know? Yeah. Yo, Indiana Jones, though. So, so hyped to see that. Holy crap. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was like going to be an extended thing. I thought it would just be a little trailer. Mm. Yeah. I mean, who knows how much we'll see of it. But yeah. one way or another, there will be developers talking about that will, game for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Will there be none, one, or both in the Indiana Jones stuff, Okay. You're doing two Indiana Jones yeah. bets. Okay. Yes, yes. Maximum hype. Will there be a train and or a Nazi castle? Both. I'll go with the train. I don't I'm know going both as well. Nazi I'm going train. Both. <laughs> neither. Actually, oh, maybe good, neither, good yeah. All right, all right. Because do we know when it takes place? No clue. I don't think we know much about it at all at this oh. point. Yeah. So bold. This is really like a first look. Yes. I'm guessing multiple time periods. Could be. Yeah. Uh, Huber. Mm. 
Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. I know you put some time in that, right? Oh, my God, yeah. Finish yeah. that game. The uh, Sins of the Flesh update coming out next week. Nice. Uh, it's got new progression systems. Whoa. Shiny poop that yields special effects. Okay, sweet, sweet. You uh, got to build those toilets. A new blunderbuss. Okay. Uh, and the ability for followers to fall in love and hatch eggs that grow up into new followers. That's fun. Yeah. That's a good update. Is there any? Are there any new dungeons or bosses or anything? Uh, I don't know all like okay. all the all the details. I just wrote yeah, down yeah. some some top line highlights, but cool. Yeah. Uh, if you missed this, go watch it. Tekken Eight. Chat, hang on. Chat is screaming that you <laughs> didn't mention that they added sex. Apparently, but that, I just I just did. Did you? Uh, the ability for f- followers to fall in love and hatch eggs that grow up into new oh, okay. followers. Yeah, like where are those eggs? I just okay. didn't say the, the word sex. sex. Was, the sex was <laughs> like, like, you, now that he said it, I, I, I take back. <laughs> what is what is like the image of them oh, God. having sex? Does it like? I don't know out? that they actually have an image. Does though. it fade to black and then come yeah, up? I don't, I don't Do, know. They, it's, they, they talk like they would like find the an egg. If it's it's kind of weird the way they. So they probably when you're it. out. Doing a dungeon run and then you come back, there's just like an egg. Yeah. Yoohoo, that's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, like extensive cutscenes <laughs> <laughs> with physics. Um, but yeah, no, no but that Tekken 8 trailer, though, is amazing. Um, <laughs> it's Brian Cox. Legend. Oh, this is insane. Yeah. Narrating the history of the Tekken story. So nice. Which is the most, you know, the Guinness World Record for like the longest running story. Yeah. In, Top 10 dysfunctional families. Hearing Brian, like sitting there and hearing Brian Cox correctly pronounce like all these names and things. That I was is insane. Just, my brain couldn't handle it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, is he into this? Like, <laughs> what's happening? It was so good. Like, everything was so well delivered. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Let's just, just like that. That sort of dry sense of humor. Of like, so we yeah. know this is ridiculous, but we're going to talk about yeah. it so seriously. <laughs> yeah. Brian Cox and Super Troopers. Yeah. Did he ever say fuck off in the trailer? I don't remember. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Fuck off. But like him talking about the devil gene. <laughs> yeah. And people being thrown off of volcanoes. It's Yeah. That's so good. Uh, we got two sets of awards nominees. Uh, coming up, the Dice Awards Dice. revealed their nominees. That's uh, next month in February, over Valentine's Day of all things. Very Valentine. Uh, and the uh, IGF, uh, the Independent uh, Games Festival, which is like concurrent with GDC. So mm-hmm. usually at GDC they have the IGF Awards, and then like right after they have the GDC Awards. So they're like back to back. So IGF is all indie games. Uh, so I'm not going to go through the whole list on all of them, uh, but just the the goaties, the, the top goaties. prizes on each. The goaties. Uh, the dice goaties. Yeah. Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Cocoon. Yeah. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And Zelda. Nice. <laughs> IGF. Yo, Cocoon was uh, Eurogamers. Oh. Goatee. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I love IGF because like there's always stuff in there that I'm like, I have never heard of these games, for the most part. 1000X Resist. What? Don't know it. It's up for Game of the Year. Up for Seamus McNally Grand Prize, yep. Whoa. A Highland Song, which we, we saw in the Nintendo Direct. It came out like right in December, like right at the end of the year. So I don't remember. That was a, it was a pretty cool looking game from Inkle. Uh, Anthology of the Killer. <laughs> it sounds like my kind of game. Don't know it. <laughs> what the hell? No idea. Yo, Cocoon is in up. there too. Nice. 
Mediterranean Inferno. What? Don't know it. <laughs> and Venba, which nice. is really nice. Really nice. Oh, nice. Uh, Yo, what is Anthology of a Killer all about? <laughs> what is that? Anthology dude? of the Killer. Of the Killer. Yeah. Sounds sick. Uh, Huber also wrote this down just because I know you'd like it. Darkest Dungeon 2, nominated yeah. for Visual Arts. I did see that. Yep. Yes. So hyped. I know you've been looking for to get a nod anyway. Yes. There's its nod. Shout out. <laughs> I actually saw them tweeting about it. They were like, yo, <laughs> someone noticed us. Yo, this looks crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Anthology of the Killer. It's like a bird person and like a, like. It looks like an old zine, the art style. This Honestly, is, this looks sick. Yeah, this is an acid trip. Yo. Yeah, yeah, this looks like a 3D zine. This is crazy. If, if, if the 2D art with the 3D is. assets. Very like Paradise Killer kind of. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Like nice. MS Paint creatures in 3D worlds. Yeah. Wow. Wild. Wow. Uh, Huber, Alan Wake. You've told us about this. Coming yep. to Dead by Daylight, January yeah. 30th. Yes. Uh, one of his perks is Champion of Light. Yeah. Which grants Some you music? additional movement speed while shining a flashlight. Okay, nice, nice. If you successfully blind a killer, they will gain the hindered status effect, which temporarily slows them down. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That's real good. So two-way speed buffs, basically, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so hype. Michael Myers v. Alan Wake. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. That is sick. Somebody did one of those soundboards too, where they just like strung together a bunch of his lines, and they were just <laughs> talking about like how great, like how much effort, like Matthew Peretta put into this. Yeah. yeah. Yo, Alan Wake and Nick Cage teaming up. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yes. Yo, is will Nick Cage be in Alan Wake three? <laughs> like alt reality shit. Probably. All right, now we can put this one up. Uh, Limited Run and Konami are doing a few different collections. Uh, one for the Felix the Cat games, Crazy. of all things, for NES and Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one includes uh, the three Rocket Knight Adventures games, uh, including uh, Rocket Knight. Uh, so the original's there. Yeah, the original is yeah, there. That's Sparks there is there, and then Rocket Knight Two is there. Nice. Um, and then uh, this is gonna be these are gonna be shown off on the IGN Fan Fest on February twenty fourth. Nice. And there's that's one more, just one more that they're not saying yet that will be in there. Another collection from Konami. Konami. I mean, they've already done so many of the Castlevania yeah. games. It can't be that. Doubtful. Yeah. Unless they do like the N64 Castlevanias or something. Oh, that's a good guess. <laughs> PS2 Castlevanias as well. Yeah. So. Okay. I All wonder right. if it would be like a physical for the Sukoden or oh, I think they already showed that. Hmm. Right. Cool. Hmm. That's fun. And that'll be next week? No, that is like February 24th. Oh, okay. My birthday. Yeah. Nice. So we got to wait. All right. It is time for love and respect. Love and respect. From Sekiro505, tying into that Xbox announcement. Do you think this year there will be an Xbox Shadow Drop game? Uh, will it be a recurring thing now? So remember last year they had... Hi-Fi Rush. They had Hi-Fi Rush. They told us Minecraft was going to be... Minecraft Legends, Forza, Elder Scrolls Online, and Redfall would be in there. And then they 
stuck Hi-Fi Rush in there in the middle. You know, I don't think there's going to be a shadow drop, but I think Hellblade 2 is going to get an imminent release date. Mm. Like, yo, this is coming out in February. Oh, yeah. Or March. Like, right there. Yeah. yeah. That's a good bet. I think. Because we just have a year right now. Mm-hmm. Tell me, any thoughts? Um, I, I, I guess. I mean, I... Yeah, I'm not. I, sorry, I don't. I know Hi-Fi Rush was dropped last time, but Xbox like they seem like pretty straightforward when you know they're doing deep dives. So I don't know if they're gonna like throw in like a one last surprise or not. And if that is, I don't know if it's gonna be a shadow drop. Um, yeah, I like it, to me, it's a coin toss. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I could see is uh, shadow drop a DLC for Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's great. so good. Great well, bet. what's weird great is that those bet. rumors have been going around about Hi-Fi Rush, right? People have been saying that, like, showing up on some site listings and things like that, that it'll be coming to Switch and PlayStation and PC. Um, and, like, I don't know how much stock to put in those right now, but it would be maybe not that far-fetched if that is happening for them to announce it mm-hmm. yeah. in this direct and and basically shadow drop high fire rush again. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um but yeah, I don't know like would you Yeah, already th- on PC, I believe, yeah. Was that? Oh, it is it's already, already on PC, PC cuz yeah. it's Xbox, yeah. So, um but maybe Steam. Yeah, maybe I think maybe that was it, maybe Steam or something. Um uh, but but that's the thing though is like is that the danger if you do it twice in a row that now it's a expectation mm-hmm. it's like do you want to set that up but if you not? do it with hi-fi rush it's just the hi-fi rush thing yeah <laughs> it's not really like the xbox <laughs> thing at that point oh so. my god they could do something called lo-fi rush where it's like way chilled out yeah <laughs> or like lo-fi chill or These something are great like, ideas, <laughs> yeah oh it's already on steam apparently so whatever yeah most of chat thinks there will be a shadow drop yeah, I... Lo-fi beats to Rush 2. <laughs> I think that there might not necessarily be a shadow drop, but I think that there could be a one more thing. Like, yeah. a reveal of something that yeah. we haven't never seen before. Hopefully, it's... If they do that, I'm I'm just tired of the, like, here's a reveal of something, and it's, like, a 30-second, like, oh. CG trailer yeah. thing. It's, like... They are in a position now where like so many things got delayed for so long. Now we heard, you know, we heard about Perfect Dark and things are taking a lot of time for Microsoft. So if they do a one more thing, it better be like substantial. Like here's like gameplay of a thing that's been in development for a bit. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're at right now. <laughs> I'm hopeful that, yeah, that they, whatever they do, they will at least spend some time on it because, yeah. again, this is an hour long presentation with four titles yeah not really saying that there will be anything else yeah you know so that's four heavy hitters yeah so if they add a fifth hopefully even that fifth will get a you know equal amount of time so like everything it's like 12 minutes or whatever yeah totally oh uh sunny in chat said fable gameplay would be cool yeah it would one more thing and it's fable gameplay that would be that'd be pretty sick so sick that'd be sick Mm -hmm. that'd be fantastic the timing on that might make sense too yeah yeah I think it could. Heck yeah. From Harrison Holt McHale. 
Uh, hey, allies. Several months ago, I sent in a question regarding the development time of Bethesda Game Studios titles. Specifically, regarding the likelihood of a 15-year wait for the next mainline Fallout game. I find myself thinking back on this when reading the somewhat negative previews for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic for the game. Uh, not that it will be of high quality, but that I will have a decent time playing it. The goal is to swim. <laughs> for sure. Uh, however, all signs currently point towards this being a historic low in critical performance for Rocksteady. Uh, even if Suicide Squad is swimming, the problem with this outcome is not that Suicide Squad exists, <laughs> but the opportunity cost of what could have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Batman Beyond Arkham game, for instance, that was rumored to be from WB me? Montreal several years ago. Why do you gotta hurt me? Any number of games exploring <laughs> other DC characters, um, or something Ugh. entirely new uh, for them to carve their own IP. Yeah. In this era of video games, where AAA development times and budgets are astronomical, and you need to be a must-play game to even consider yourself a major success, is there room for developers and publishers like WB to take risks and experiment like this? I'll still quietly hope that Rocksteady is about to do games as a service, uh, for games as a service, what Arkham did to the superhero genre, but man do I wish I was about to snap into Damian Wayne's shoes on February 2nd. Rather than whatever this is. Um, hmm, a lot of questions here. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did get Starfield and Fallout 4 and even Fallout 76. You know, so you look at it like when's when's the last time we got like a mainline game? It, it's, it reminds me of like, yo, it's... But they're so- saying that like from Bethesda themselves. Yeah. Right? Like... You had Starfield, and then you're going to have Elder Scrolls, and yeah. then Fallout way down the yeah. line. Yeah, But you're still, like, getting games. It's like when people say, oh, it's been, like, 10 years since mm-hmm. GTA, and it's like, yo, we got Red Dead 2 in there as well. It's like, I think I think Rocksteady's had it way worse because they haven't had a game, like, at all. Like, if a studio is still releasing games, even if it's not, like, the I, from the IP you want, like, if, the, if it's a studio you love and they're still putting out games, like, I still think that's a win, as far as will studios take risks? Yeah. Well, it's interesting is that you know they're basically pitching this like this was a risk for them to take. You know, different genre, different yeah. direction, and all of this stuff. And now it's like, oh, we spent all this time, and people are reactions are mostly checked out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, it, it all it all comes full circle. It, it I've been seeing this today with uh, Prince of Persia, Damiani. And it was, you know, I could see a lot of studios going this route with some of their IPs or even new IPs like this. I don't want to call it a smaller game, but it's like, you know, Metroidvania style, just like different genres that aren't like you were saying in your in your preview, Damiani, of just like that's not every game needs to be big, triple A open world. So I could see a lot more studios going with that type of genre, even like God of War Valhalla, like that was free. They could have charged money for that. Like these smaller roguelites or Metroidvanias or just like different genres, not huge open world. Yeah. I mean, I've said that I've shouted these guys out before for this exact thing, but like I love what Obsidian does where they have mm-hmm. they have their big tent poles and in between they have smaller ones. Yes. You know, like Grounded and Pentiment. For sure. I think that's such a cool model. That is and really I, cool. I would love to see Rocksteady and other places do similar things like obviously i know that's like more people more teams more Mm -hmm. work but like 
I don't know. I, I really like that. Same. It, uh, Rock City, it was like they were going to do it maybe because we had Batman Arkham Knight, and then a year later we had Arkham VR. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, a little small, little cool thing, and it's then it's just nothing until Suicide Squad. It's like so long ago. So, But yeah, I think you nailed it, Isla. Obsidian does it right. Yeah. Let's play a game. All right. The bet. Oh, from. I forget. This is actually the username. The from the best video game you've never played. <laughs> Love that. Uh, gonna take you for a ride. Gonna take you for a ride. We all know that Super Nintendo Land has been opening up at various theme parks around the world. But do you know about the other rides around the world that have been based on video games. Below is a list Whoa. of 10 rides based on games. This is sweet. Are these real or are these fake? Oh. First up, Uncharted, The Enigma of Penitence. Fake. <laughs> Amazing title. <laughs> uh, Universal Japan, maybe? Yes. Fake. It sounds so specific that it's either real or the greatest fake ever. <laughs> I'll guess real. That is real. What? <sighs> Currently operating at Porta Ventura in Tarragona, Spain. Oh. It is a roller coaster mixed with a dark ride. Think Par- Pirates of the Caribbean or Haunted Mansion. What the hell? With lots of special effects and the first lateral drop in Europe. Is it legal? That it sounds sick. Opened June 16th, 2023. Just opened. Uh, Huber, I've actually heard cool. of that uh, theme park. Apparently, it's incredible. Wow. Yeah, I've, I think I've heard that name before. Yeah. Naughty Dog said it yeah. was okay. Yeah. Sony said it's okay. They wrote off on this. I mean, I'm sure I think they so. would have been yes. sued into oblivion <laughs> already if they had been. <laughs> That's crazy. Chat says it's more based on the movie than the games. Oh, okay. God. Interesting. We're going to Spain. Yeah, we're going to Spain. <laughs> Sonic Spinball. Fake. Where would that be? It's nowhere. I wonder if it's like a like a bumper cars or something like that, or like a T. The fact cups. that Who Framed Roger Rabbit exists, yeah. Yeah. Isla, is a freaking miracle. It, it's insane. <laughs> I'll say it fake. Like that could be like something in a, one of the. Yeah, I'm gonna say Japan for everything. So yeah, I'll go real. That is real. What? It is sadly no longer operating though. Oh, technicality. At least oh, as a that Sonic. Sega? Uh, this was a temporary retheme of a spinning roller coaster oh, re- at Alton Towers in the UK. Uh, that's oh. called Spinball Wizard. The ride was rethemed for Sonic the Hedgehog 4, uh, which consisted of putting stickers over the existing theming and having Sonic do the safety announcement. <laughs> I uh, respect it, dude. Yeah, I respect it. Uh, fortunately, the roller coaster <laughs> is great, and I've been on it. Uh, in fact, when it originally opened, I said to my older brother, they should retheme this to Sonic Spinball. <laughs> and he said it was the dumbest thing he'd ever heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big yeah. brother obligation. <laughs> <laughs> he turns he turns he turned her away after saying that and he's like, damn, it was hard to shoot that one down. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next up. Call of Duty Raid. No way. I could definitely imagine them. Pumping a few bucks out of that. No way. I'll say real. Fake. That is fake. Ah. Uh, All right. Tomb Raider. The I, was ride. Wait, I was waiting for you to say where it was, but even <laughs> though it was fake, <laughs> it's like, but where's it from? Yeah. 
Tomb Raider the Ride? Tomb Raider the Ride. I like That's that name. Real. That name is so generic that it has to be real. <laughs> Fake. Real. In fact, there are four Tomb Raider the Rides. Tomb Raider the Ride, a flying roller coaster located at Canada's Wonderland in Vaughan, Ontario. Tomb Raider the Ride, a top spin, formerly located at Kings Island in Mason, Ohio. Tomb Raider Firefall, another top spin, formerly located at Kings Dominion in Doswell, Virginia. And Tomb Raider The Machine, a third top spin located at Movie Land in Verona, Italy. Oh. So that was probably based on the Tomb Raider movie rather than yeah. directly by the game. Like Solid we were talking about movie. Yeah. I liked it. Oh, that's a top spin. Yeah, what's a top spin? Uh, it's it's uh, it's like the, the ships that go back and forth, except it goes around and, the, and you spin vertically around it. Do you know okay. what I'm talking about? I'll show you a picture. Yep. Got it, got it. The, those things. Yeah, yeah. Like Hammerhead at Knott's. Sure. Crash Bandicoot TNT. Fake. That one's real. Real? You that got hella quiet, Damiani. Fake. But if it were real, it would obviously uh, be a teacup ride. Uh, you better yeah. Angry Birds detonator bombs away. That's, That's real. probably real. real. Yep. Uh, another rethemed UK ride. Uh, this time at Thorpe. Park. Reused assets. Which is also host to the Walking Dead and Black Mirror rides. Oh, Black Mirror ride? (laughs) Uh, This is a propelled drop tower, as in you are pushed down by force as if you are the plunger on a detonator (laughs) for a box of TNT. Uh, This was actually part of Angry Birds Land, uh, which also included a 4D cinema experience and, of course, Angry Birds Dodgems. Dodgers. I have been. It was terrible. Mm. <laughs> Dang. Tower of Terror pulls you down. Gravity wasn't fast enough. Love mm. Tower of Terror. Yeah. The Last of Us lockdown. Fake. Wasn't that the? Wasn't that it? Not a uh, Universal Horror. It wasn't night? called Lockdown. Oh. I don't think. Oh. Fake. That is fake. Yeah. Pac-Man Land. Real. Real. Gotta have a Pac-Man land. You gotta. You gotta have it. <laughs> what was, was it called it? that? Yo, was that the movie theater the other day? Guess how much for one play of Miss Pac-Man? Two dollars. Two dollars. Two dollars. For Ms. Pac-Man? What? I was like, grief. what? Having a 25 cents. <laughs> what right. happened to it? Gee. It got times by eight. God. For... How do you even ask your parents for that as a kid? Yeah. Like, you know, because you're like, usually, like, Dad, can I get some quarters? He would give you $2. Yeah. That was, and, and that yeah, would, like, you eight know, plates. Sit over there. Yeah. 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 That's five hours of entertainment right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pac Man Land is real, though. Yes. That opened in 1983. Whoa. At Six Flags Over Texas during the height of Pac Mania. It was replaced in 1985. After the demise of Pac-Mania. No. When that video game crash happened, yeah. Uh, and it was replaced with Looney Tunes. Some say the area is still haunted by four ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, movie, which movie do they have the live-action Pac-Man? It's not Super Troopers, but the one after that. It's 
Dead Island. Oh, uh, Club Dread. Club Dread. Club that's Dread. yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, I always wanted to do that. <laughs> that seems fun. Mass Effect: New Earth. No way. That's so random. Yes, it has to real? be real. New Earth is so weird. Real? What? This is a theatrical motion simulator uh, <laughs> at California's Great America in Santa Clara, California. Wow. Think Star Tours, but worse. Uh, it was opened in 2016 and coincides with the plot of Mass Effect 3 by offering writers no choice in the outcome of the world. <laughs> That's good. Oh, oh, That's funny. Um, final one. The Last of Us Lockdown Remastered. Fake. <laughs> Fake. Funny. Funny, I would love it if that one was real. Funny, funny, funny. Yeah, funny. that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> they say fake, but somehow more plausible than just The Last of Us Locked. <laughs> it's time for bets. Uh, it's a new year, uh, so we got some business to get in, into here. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, first up, this year, you're all going solo. Whoa! There like are Han not Solo? teams. Oh. You are Everyone going will be an individual better. Year, <laughs> Crazy. Uh, Blood, I don't care about winning. I only hope you lose. <laughs> well, you got a heads up same, on me last same. week. But, uh, yeah. So, there's still going to be a mascot, though, which is why we have these cans out here. Um, the... Uh, only... Yeah, Blood's in his, like, evil era now. <laughs> <laughs> Punished Blood, for real. Only the top two scores uh, are going to get read out each week. So we'll show the whole scoreboard, but only the top two Love that. will be read out and be able to do your animal sounds. Brutal. Love okay. that. Brutal. Top two. High stakes. When it's like we, Last Controller gives it up in Mario Party. When we have guests that come in and bet, they will get to choose who their point is going to go to. Mm. So you need to be nice to the guests. Yeah. You need do to make they, an alliance. Do they pick it by Easy us, the person, or by the team name? They can pick it however they want. Jeez. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Will they I'm know the scores them. beforehand? What's that? Will they be... We can read from it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can, we can give That's them a, essential. a full... Yeah, yeah so if they yeah, want to yeah. give someone a, a lead, an extra Great. lead, if they want to get the underdog up, they can do that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, and so now, we're going to pick the names. I've got everyone write down... Adjectives that they like, animals that they like, adjectives they don't like, and animals that they don't like. Um, and uh, basically, because uh, the uh, Sleepy Grizzlies won. What? They did? Or no, no, sorry, no. I got this back up. Why are uh, you trolling? <laughs> I was like, it would have been false troll. anyway, but. No, sorry. Um. Because you lost, you're only going to get to choose from the bad stacks, they're, and you're, they're going to be, you're going to do it blind, basically. You're going to pick blood, a card, essentially. Evil Blood is like, because you wow. guys won, oh no, I read that wrong, because yeah. you guys sucked wow. ass. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, so, let me, let me so do So we this. get the negative ones. You get the negative that ones. That is brutal. And then, because you folded this, we're going to we're gonna have to be a little, little different. Uh, than he told you not to fold it. But uh, I'm gonna shuffle. The subtle brutality of blood work. Yep. <laughs> it just it stings it's just really a little is. extra. Yeah. Um. 
You guys can decide who, who wants to go first, Damiani or Hubert. What do you say, Damiani? No preference. Same, no preference. Okay. Let's have uh, Gabby pick. Who's, who's going first, Gabby? Huber. Huber. Alrighty. Okay. No fate but what I make. So, <laughs> pick a card between one and six. Okay. I can just tell you? Yeah. Since Dami, I don't have to do it this way too anyways. Uh, lucky number four. Huber. Stealthy. Stealthy. That's a good. That's a good. That's one. good. That's good. <laughs> Who wrote yeah, that? What? Thank you. Whoever <laughs> thinks that's negative, that's good. Making sure. Yeah. That's All right. In that, that, that bucket. Chill. Damiani, one to five. A two. Two. Compass. <laughs> <laughs> that's negative. That's good. Pompous. All right. We'll do the same thing. <laughs> With our animals. <laughs> Pompous! <laughs> so good. I immediately just thought of uh, Busted Trifecta Damiani. Oh, uh, hell yeah. The scar. <laughs> Pompous. Right. God, I love Damiani, that. one to six again. Uh, five. Five. Damiani is the Pompous Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> 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 Huber, one to five. Uh, Who doesn't like cocker spaniel? One. Stealthy centipede. Stealthy centipede. Look out! Yeah, that's too Ooh. cool. I'm coming. <laughs> that's like a Metal Gear boss. Name. Yeah, yeah for dude. real. Sick. All right. And we now... regret our words and deeds, dude. <laughs> uh, because the ducks won. Yo, you all have really nice handwriting, <laughs> by the way. Whoever wrote these, this, this is excellent handwriting. We get these face None up. We get to mine. pick what we want. So we got optimistic, effervescent, diligent, revolutionary, wet, <laughs> and fashionable. <laughs> wet? Um, I'm going to say that's Don. So let's go with Don first. What, what adjective Don, does Don Don, what want? adjective do you want? He gets to pick. You get to pick. No, because yeah. we won. We have to pick. He's not pleased about this. <laughs> <laughs> of course he's not. You don't take mine. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Stop playing Momodoro for two seconds. It's wet, <laughs> revolutionary, diligent, optimistic, effervescent, and fashionable. He'll be fashionable. 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 Good one. Very right. good one. Very good. Isla? You know I gotta pick wet. <laughs> wet? <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. Gabby wanted wet? Let's rock, paper, scissors for it, Gab. It's <laughs> the only way. Rock, paper, scissors is All right. law. All right. All right. On three. Or on shoot. Okay. Here we go. It's the law wait, of the wait, land. No, wait. No, there's a whole other thing for Gabby. So well, I guess she thing. really wants wet. There's a whole other thing for Gabby? Yeah. Well, I'll take wet for now then. <laughs> okay. Maybe, Maybe afterwards later, you can rock, yeah. paper, scissors. I'll give it to her later. Okay, I'll go with effervescent. Effervescent. That was a good one. Okay. And then. Well, I guess because she wasn't on a team. Right. Yeah, so she wouldn't get to pick. And then. Animals. Animals. How I mean, they got the power, man? They're animals! Manatee. <laughs> 
dolphin. Uh, blue-footed booby. Hell yeah. Blue-footed booby. It's Reader a bird. dog. Hippopotamus. And hummingbird. Don. Run, run them down again so oh. Don has is listening. Uh, hippopotamus, wiener dog, blue-footed booby, dolphin, manatee, and hummingbird. <laughs> he he uncertainly chooses manatee. Manatee, fashionable manatee. Fashionable manatee. I like That's it. hype. Isla. Hummingbird, baby. Wet hummingbird. Ooh, wet hummingbird. The Reminds image of that. Of, that's actually like pretty a, nice. That's a pretty nice. I, I I immediately went to black and white a black and white hummingbird in the rain wearing a trench coat. Hell yeah. So I'll go <laughs> effervescent hippopotamus. Nice. There we go. All right, and then where to put these? Dude, so, wet hummingbird's a pretty sick ass like code name too. Wet hummingbird. Fashionable manatee. <laughs> You take point. <laughs> Get to the rendezvous. <laughs> pompous wombat. What was he? Pop pompous <laughs> cocker spaniel. Pop we lost sight of pompous cocker spaniel. We lost sight. He's not at the rendezvous. We're compromised. All right. So <laughs> Stealthy centipede. Where are you? So Gabby, you get a. You basically get a, a split. So you can choose. Ooh. Whether you want the adjective from the good pile oh. or the animal from the good pile, and then the reverse will be true. Animal from the bad pile. Animal, animal from, from the bad, bad pile. pile. Nice. Okay, and then Does adjective from the good pile. There it is. Um, and then uh, which one do you want to see and which one do you want to go in blind? Oh, cute. Love it. She wants to see the bad see animals. The animals. See the bad animals. That's a good good call, because then we know what we got. Uh, so the bad animals are albatross, these ant, are, These are all phenomenal animals. What's wrong with you people? and mosquito. Same again. I was yelling. Uh, albatross, ant, rat, and mosquito. Those are great. Ants are not great. M mosquitoes are not good either yet. She wants rat. 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 The Rat King. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we'll see how many That's of these adjectives art. we got left. Okay. Seriously, uh, I want I want like fan art of these characters as like Hideo Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, characters. Number one to three, Gabby. Tough choice. High stakes. Three. She says three. Optimistic rat. <laughs> love oh, it. I love that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, yes. so let me write these down. <laughs> We've got Damiani as the pompous co cocker spaniel. Oh my god, Suma, that's such a good idea. We have to use these code names when we're playing Lethal Company. Yes. <laughs> Just shouting Stealthy Centipede. You <laughs> versus Stealthy Centipede. <laughs> Dawn is the fashionable manatee. Fashionable manatee. Has to be wearing sunglasses on a, oh, on a yeah. jet ski. I am the effervescent hippopotamus. That's not spelled right, but whatever. I'll deal with it later. I was going to say, spell that. <laughs> Isla is the wet hummingbird. <laughs> yes. Well That's right. Bird. That's right, baby. It was a rain-soaked night. And then uh, <laughs> optimistic rat. Love it. 
All right. Next door Say order of business. Splinter, very optimistic. Yeah. Uh, Chasing Remy from Matatui. <laughs> yeah. Unless I'm mistaken, for some reason, these bets have never had any real stakes. Mm. Oh, my God. What happened to you? <laughs> so Florida changed you, man. Yeah. Before next week's podcast, each contestant needs to submit to me a reward for the winner and a punishment for the loser. Jeez. I will also collect suggestions from the mods. Shout out, Monster. And then I will choose... Is this for, like, each weekly bet? No, no, this or is, this the is for the full year. The full For when you, when you win and lose at the end of the year. Okay. Uh, and then uh, once I get everybody's submissions, then I will I will choose from among them what the stakes will be, and we'll you reveal choose. that next week. I don't week. know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, you're one of the competitors, yeah, Charles. I feel like you can't just choose. Yeah, but we we can't leave it up to be like something ends up getting voted in as some sixty hour nonsense either. Well, we'll we <laughs> we can pick out the dumb ones, and then we have to roll dice. Or yeah, they have to be randomly chosen. Wait, yeah, I we agree. can do random. I agree. Yeah. If 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 they all seem decent, yeah, they, yeah, pick, they have to be of equal severity, and yes. then it's random. And we pick tarot cards for who rolls the dice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Random on random. Yes. Double random. Yeah. It's the only way to be sure. It's the only way. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work out, but okay. <laughs> Who watches The Watcher, Rude Walsh? Yeah. <laughs> Blood's gone bad with power, dude. <laughs> okay. So now, uh, for this week's bet. The first bet is high stakes. We're already in it. The second bet, because we had a bet last week. That's you right. monster. Gabby didn't get to do that one. Oh, no, neither did I. Yeah. Neither did blood. He says Encourages smugly. you to show up more. You know, you miss a test and uh, you got to do a makeup test or something. <laughs> Extra credit. Yeah. Uh, this week's bet, uh, Turnip Boy Robs a Bank, comes out next Thursday, January 18th. I'm going to look through the top 10 English reviews on Open Critic. How many times will I find the words veggie or veggies? Uh, Huber. Just two. Two. I went low on this. I don't know why. I went low. I was feeling low. I was vibing it. I went two. Damiani. Five. Don. Don. Don said. <laughs> Don says three. Damn it, Don. Uh, Isla. I also said two. Damn it, Isla. Yeah. Gabby. She, she says 10. Full 10 veggies. Whoa. And then I went with six. Six. Another sneaky bet. He's six, six to nine. Six, range. I usually pick six, dude. The six to nine range there. Yeah, it's it's yeah, people people are expecting a lot of veggies to show up. We'll see. Last week's Already bet. Already immediately. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm God. shook, dude. God! Wet hummingbird. <sighs> Last week's bet, uh, Momodora, Moonlit Farewell. Uh, the Don's game that Don is right playing now. this whole Don time. Right, right now. In the, other, in the other room. <laughs> uh, came out. Uh, we went with an all-time classic. I asked how many devil jumps would we see in the launch trailer. Damiani bet four. Huber bet five. Don bet 11. Isla bet 12. Nice. And wouldn't you know, for whatever crazy reason, zero. Oh, God. there is no launch trailer. 
Oh. So it goes back to the previous trailer, which is that release date trailer from a month ago, which Huber sussed out and bet the exact number that was in that trailer. Unintentionally. <laughs> there were five double jumps. <laughs> yes. Did you tell us that before or no? Yeah, we did. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Because yep. if there's no trailer, there'd be zero. Well, we always do the whatever the most recent Yeah, was. that's true. If there was no trailer ever, yeah, that would be yeah, an interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That brings the score to Stealthy Centipede. Nice. One. What's the sound? You gotta. <laughs> so stealthy. <laughs> so stealthy. So stealthy. Everyone else got zero. <laughs> Uh, let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, we are funded uh, by lovely people just like you uh, who watch and listen to this podcast and to the other things that we got out there. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's really important to keep this thing going, to keep everything funded and uh, all the good stuff rolling. Uh, and uh, you can also, you know, give us a Twitch sub. You can drop something into uh, those little PayPal links that we've got down there in the descriptions and under the, the video players. Uh, but uh, becoming a patron is the most effective way to support us uh, for the long term. And uh, at different levels, we've got some various rewards. Uh, at the $5 level, you get this podcast two days early. You get it ad-free. You get bonus love and respect questions. Uh, that wrong question at the beginning. I'll start uh, take, taking suggestions on that. No guarantee that I will pick from the suggestions, but we're going to start doing that next week. So if you've got a wrong question... <laughs> Uh, come up with one, uh, and uh, we, will, we will see. Uh, uh, we've also got uh, the Discord. Uh, they're voting on top 10 eating and drinking yes. establishments. Uh, I think so they're, good. They're doing the suggestion process now and voting soon. So sick. So uh, we will read those out uh, in a couple of weeks. Yo, Witcher 3, Blood and Wine. Better <laughs> be there. Mm. Uh, at $10, uh, you get into our contributor tier. Uh, we're, uh, we'll be doing the community showcase now. Uh, after a group stream each month, uh, and then also one of our group streams each month will be uh, stream team. So that's kind of how those things are shaken out. Uh, $25 and up are our producer tiers. At $50, you get uh, fan mail from us each month. At $100, you can ask Jones to read something. And then our platinum producers get a shout-out on this podcast each and every week. This month's shout-outs go to Jabawabs, Elthanis, Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering, Jesse Blue and Raymond Wheeler the Third. Shout, Shout out. out! Shout out! Last big change. So we used to limit our video promotions hmm. to the winner of the bet. Yeah, we're just going to talk about stuff now. We got stuff out there to talk about. Sure. Let's pitch it. Pitch it. Uh, first of all, Damiani started a new little talk show there. Yeah. Happening on the weekends. Uh, maybe not every week, but you you did one last week. You got another one coming up this weekend. Tell us about that. Yeah, we got this week's episode is going to be uh, about the Final Fantasy XIV Japan Fan Fest news. I'm going to have guest Tiffany Lockhart is going to be joining me, and it's going to be at uh, 2 p.m. Central time. So Sick. noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. Time zones are hard. Yes. <laughs> uh, it is uh, automatically adjusted on uh, easyallies.com. Uh, and the Twitch uh, also, if, if it's on there, I think it's on there. Cool. We'll have that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically, yeah, those are live one-on-one things. And then we put out the VODs a couple days later. 
Yeah, the it, it's meant to just be like a one-on-one kind of like talk show, single topic, so very focused. Um, and I try and pick like a topic that's catered around the guest. So I have a pretty long list of guests I want to have on, and it's just about getting. A, it has to be kind of like on a weekend. Unfortunately, that's kind of like not everyone you know works. You know they work other jobs during the week, so weekends tend to be like the best time to get a guest on the show. So they're pretty much going to be locked to a Saturday or Sunday slot. And yeah, I've been, you know, talking to a few people. It already got them, you know, kind of like in the pipeline coming. So yeah, it's uh, pretty good. Uh, It's, you know, and it's also sometimes stuff like I don't necessarily get to talk about as well. So it's another avenue for me to kind of like go like more deep dive on like a single thing for sure. Nice. Uh, there's also that Prince of Persia review that we mentioned earlier that Damiani told us about the game. Uh, we did our 2024, uh, predictions, uh, on Groupstream this week. So Mm -hmm. that was a good time. Uh, and, uh, find out how to get your red wig. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know if this came up last week or not, but, uh, Don did that, uh, Primal Rage 2 thing. Yeah. 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 I think we did mention it last week, but yeah, Yeah. check that out. Hell yeah. Check a look. Yeah. Arcade Cabinet. Uh, brought back just the prototype version that they made a whole cabinet for and everything, and Don interviewed the guy that worked on that thing. It's pretty pretty sweet. It is. It's looking pretty sweet. It's looking mm-hmm. pretty sweet, Don. <laughs> Maybe not Momodora sweet. <laughs> 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 All right. So, Huber, since we already promoted videos, instead, you get to shout out an underdog. It can be a smaller game that you don't think is getting enough attention, someone you think's doing some good work out there, anything you think of that needs a little a little, a little boost, a little, a little attention that you want your people to put their eye on. I mean, Momodora, it sounds like it. That's the one. There you go. Yeah. You're like Prince of Persia, definitely getting all the love right now, all the shine, all the sheen, all the hype. But, uh, you know, Don has been uh, talking about this series for a while now, really hyping it up. And apparently this is like the last one. It's the culmination Small team, small game. It's like less than 20 bucks for this thing. Yeah. Uh, On sale for like the first week. Yeah. Yeah. And I just saw Don playing it for a few minutes. Like, I, I'm definitely getting this game. It looks awesome. And Don's back in it. So, very hyped. Nice. And the early Steam reviews are really good. It was like 9 out of 10 right now. Sick. So. Uh, and then uh, you still uh, also get the final word and trademark sign off. Final word. Yo, Liza P is sick as hell. Don't skip it. We need more and more is coming. 2024, new trademark sign-off. Don't sweat the small stuff. Toxic sludge paradise, Huber. Everywhere there's toxic sludge.